Let's begin. Let's begin. Welcome to the 305 Podcast. My name is Matt Hoy. I'm your host. Here with me, as always, is Jerry Sotek. Jerry, how are we today? I have so much energy. Me too. Philip Coppage, co-host with me, as always. Phil, how are you? Pretty good. Uh, ready for the season to start. Let's get this going. Yeah. Let's get this going. Uh, the preseason overreactions are flying. Everybody's flipping out. Uh... Russell Westbrook is washed. He's incapable of playing basketball. He might be the worst player in the NBA. It turns out that uh, the the Wolves are an unstoppable juggernaut. They're better than the Nuggets. Preseason action, baby. Let's go. Let's overreact. Jerry, what's your biggest preseason take away? Uh, that the Wolves are going to go undefeated. It's... It is uh, preordained by the stars and the gods. Wow. Both the stars and the gods. It's true. Yeah. Which star? Are those the rock stars or the NBA superstars? Uh, They're like these shiny rocks stuck in the sky. You think stars are shiny rocks? What else would they be? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Phil, any big preseason overreactions for you? Um... Well, not to be a homer, but the the Knicks are pretty deep this year, surprisingly deep. And uh, I think the rookies, some of them will get a chance to play, but that could be crazy talk on my behalf because Tibbs is still our coach. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a big episode. Uh, This is a repeat of the first episode that we ever did. Uh, Season one, episode one last year. It's a... now a tradition these are the uh the season predictions that's what we're doing today uh so we're going to cover our predictions from 15 to 1 in the east and west and uh for the six awards that are handed out at the end of the nba season we were talking a little bit before the pod started and uh, i think we're going to start in the west this year because it turns out the west is way less interesting than the east significantly so yeah jerry uh has even hesitantly admitted that the east is better than the west now yeah it's uh it's true it's it's going to be really frustrating because i think there's going to be in a like an expansion in the next couple of years (laughs) and if the trend holds and the east stays stronger the wolves are definitely going to be moved to the east and it's just (laughs) i just it's just perfect, you know. I mean, let's not kid ourselves that the conference is why the Wolves have been trash this whole time. That's true. It certainly hasn't helped. Man, I don't even I don't I don't know if it's had anything to do with anything. Maybe one of the Kevin Love Rubio seasons, but uh I think we've just been bad the whole time. Oh, we've definitely been bad the whole time, but I think yeah, I think the 13-14 season we would have made the playoffs if we were in the East. Yeah. Man, and that would have been the highlight probably of our lives. Probably, yeah. If we're being honest. You know, uh, my wedding day was fun. But, uh, yeah, the Wolves having a meaningless playoff run in the early 2010s. That probably would have been it. It would have sustained me for years. 
God, yeah, it might, it might have sustained me too. Uh, thank goodness, though, that it didn't happen because I might have hoped, and we all know hope is the enemy of truth. Truth. If, if you're a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, who does everybody have for their 15 seed in the West? I have the Rockets. I have OKC. Yeah, I don't know who to put. I have OKC too, but it feels really wrong. I, I know they're still trying to lose games, but they've got a bona fide superstar on their team, so it feels really weird to uh, put them this low. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what broke it for me. Yeah. You guys hear my dog coughing back there? I feel bad for her. Oh. I, I... Poor stinkered. That's all right. Uh, yeah, so, Jerry, you're not a believer in the young guns. You don't think Houston just won the NBA draft? I, I mean, I think they kind of did win the NBA draft. I just don't think it matters when the guy that you drafted was 19, unless mm. that person's LeBron James. And yeah. I... You know, props to Jalen Green and all that, but I don't think he's LeBron James. Well, no, they're different people. That's not an opinion. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. a that's a fact. That's verified. Jalen Green is not the same person as LeBron James. I yeah, good. I I would be weird, really weirded out if he was. Phil, do you have Houston at fourteen? Yes. And Jared, do you have OKC at fourteen? Yes, but I almost put the Spurs there. I almost put the Spurs there, too. Oh, man. Anyway. OKC is also just, they have a track record now of not not putting guys out there to play if they don't want to win. Yeah, I mean, they'll they'll definitely pull Shea in the last 20 games, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about putting him a little higher just because of Shea, but... It's crazy that he's so on board with this. But for how long, though, is he going to be on board with this? Yeah. I mean, for any amount of time, it's pretty pretty remarkable when you're as good as he is. Praise Shea. What a... Praise Shea. Yeah, what a, what a winner. Uh, all right, yeah, let's just move on then. Uh, he, my first hot take is 13, so I want to go last if that's cool. Okay. Uh, I've got the Spurs at 13. Yeah, I have them there as well. Spurteen. Yeah. I have the New Orleans Pelicans at 13. Yeah. If Zion is hurt and it looks like he might be hurt, they could be really bad. Yep. He can't walk right now. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah. When was that reported? Uh, Kind of over the past couple days. I didn't know that he couldn't walk. I knew that he had just had surgery. Uh, on his one of his was it feet, feet. Knees? Yeah, he, he broke a foot. Well, I'm gonna leave my rankings the way I had them because <laughs> uh, I don't want to reorganize that. Yeah, that would be that would be terrible, having to do work on the fly. Zion is a pretty important player for the Pelicans, and he also weighs somewhere in the vicinity of 280 pounds. And now he's got a broken foot. And when you have a broken foot, it seems to me unlikely that you're going to um, lose weight. Yeah. So I I think he'll probably gain some weight. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Zion Williamson can jump uh, roughly 40 inches into the air. 
And if you're a 280 to 300 pound man jumping 40 inches into the air on a broken foot, I don't think that's a good thing for the rest of, of your foot. I, uh, I generally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Generally there, there are some specific instances where you disagree. Yeah. I think that there are probably some like, you know, NFL, you know, offensive linemen that could probably do it repeatedly without. Can you imagine if an offensive lineman could jump 40 inches into the air? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, (laughs) (laughs) that'd be scary. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I was pretty high on the Pelicans last season. Um, and I do think that they got better, but Zion's hurt. Yeah, you, you were you were too high on them last season. I think that was your worst take last season. Well, I, even, in my, even in my thing, I was like, this makes no sense. They have no spacing. But maybe that doesn't matter. But no, it, it matters. But they got more spacing uh, now. They just don't have Zion Williamson. Yeah. And they lost Lonzo for nothing. They did do that, yeah. Why did, well, so, no, wasn't it a sign and trade? They got, like, Sadoransky, I think, yeah, or something. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Yeah. Not, not a Sadoransky fan. Dude, huh? Sadoransky is my, my go-to bench scorer <laughs> in fantasy basketball. You know that. It's okay. Got it. They're also probably going to lose a pick over that, right? From what I'm hearing. Tampering? But, yeah. I think Simmons and Lowe were talking about it. They said at some point they're likely to lose picks. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the era of losing picks for tampering is gone. You mean the one time that it ever happened isn't going to happen again? Yep. Yeah. Now, Jerry, which team did that happen to? Uh, that was the Wolves. Yeah. Oh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's right. Yep. Yep. They stripped us of five first-round picks. Did, later uh, amended to yeah, three. Yeah, it wound up being only three. That's not that costly. I mean, it ended the Kevin Garnett era. Hmm. <laughs> that doesn't sound right to me. That seemed like... Uh, all right. Thank you. Thank you, NBA. Uh, all right, let's let's move on. Uh, I'm just saying. Have... I'm just I'm just saying that if if we're not going to penalize teams for tampering, the Wolves should get three extra first round picks. I do agree, one hundred percent with that. Unironically, just look back to where they would have been. Yep, those years, and give them an extra pick where they would have been. Yep. I, I yeah, one hundred percent agree. The wolves, cool. the wolves are not the most egregious tamperers, even even in that era. They're just the smallest market that engaged in it. Yeah, they also did it very stupidly. It's true. Like they they're bad trail. at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not only left the paper trail, but also it, like it didn't make sense. Like, why would you? None of it. No, we don't need to go into. All right. <laughs> I'm I'm getting really angry. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Who do you guys have at at twelve? Oh, I got I got to take here. Go go Phil. Uh Sacramento. Sac. Yeah. I'm I'm San Antonio here. I've got the Grizzlies. That is a take. I Hot think the fudge. Grizzlies I think the Grizzlies had a bad off season. I agree. And I think they're 
Jonas Valanciunas is way better <clears throat> than Steven Adams, even though I love Aquaman. Mm. Uh, mm. And I I think that they're going to be pretty bad. Especially if anybody gets hurt. Yeah, if there's an injury, it's it's not good. I don't have them very high, but I think, you know, I agree that Valanciunas was in, is going to be a loss for them, but Steven Adams is not, like, dead salary. Nope. He's, still, he's still solid, and I think he might, you know, a, a younger team like that could probably use a veteran like him who's been in the playoffs. So. Like uh, like Jonas like, Valanciunas. Like Jonas Valanciunas. <laughs> <laughs> well, hasn't Adams has been further, hasn't he? Than yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah. Uh, so I just don't. I think I yeah. I don't like that trade either at this point. When it when it first happened, I didn't mind it, but um, I I'm still not. I don't think they lost the trade outright. Ooh, I think they lost Ooh, the trade. I think outright. they lost the trade outright. I'm surprised think... to hear you say that, Jared. Because when 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 I first like had a meltdown about it, it didn't feel like you were as meltdowned about it as me. Uh, I forgot how much I love Jonas Valanciunas. He's good. That guy. That guy's really good at. He's basketball. good. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He's really good. Um, and Stephen Adams is like. I, I like Steven Adams. I think he is solid. I don't think he's dead money, but I think he's kind of close. Like he definitely gets paid way, way more than he's worth right now. Uh, and I think his defense has taken significant steps back in the past few years, even though he's only like 27, which is kind of alarming. Uh, and he's basically a zero on offense. I mean, he sets good screens which is something, but Jonas did Jonas did that anyway. And Jonas is also like one of the strongest men in the NBA right now and just destroys people in the post. Steven Adams is the strongest man in the NBA. Yes, but but he doesn't leverage it. He doesn't into, he doesn't use it to make know. to win offensive battles in it's the true. post. Um so you're moving a lot of that offensive production onto a lot of young players and I know that you're probably, you're probably more down on jaw than I am, Matt, but like this also doesn't help their spacing. And uh, it's, it's true. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if I'd describe myself as down on jaw. I just, everybody compares him to like in the echelon of Luca and Trey. And that's, that's insane. Oh yeah. It doesn't seem right. But... No, that's completely wrong. Yeah. So I, I mean, spoiler. I have Memphis at nine, so I'm I'm pretty high on Memphis this year for what you know what their off season was. Mostly that's because they'll actually have Jaron Jackson, ostensibly this season. And uh, I know that you've never watched Jaron Jackson play, Jerry, and look at his box scores and don't like what you see there. But he's very good at basketball, uh, and I, I yeah, I still hold out hope. I think that Jackson can be a a really productive NBA player. Cool. I, I love that you don't even deny that that's that's why you don't like Jared Jackson. Just not even going to pretend. Uh, all right, who do we got at 11? 
I'll go first. I have Sacramento at eleven. So I'm just copying Phil, but I'm I'm one higher on everybody. <laughs> yeah, Sacramento as well. I have New Orleans here. Okay. I just I just moved them down. So I feel like moving them out of the plan is probably solid if Zion because Zion's foot being broken, that's that seems like three months to me. I don't think he's gonna be back anytime soon. He's- yeah, I I have the Pels at ten. They should probably be lower. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think so. I, th- I have him at 13. I, I really am nervous about it. I look at how much just the bubble affected Zion's ability to play basketball. And now I think about that, but plus coming off of a broken foot. It seems, it seems bad to me. So, can we pause for a minute? Because I had a really hot take a few years ago. And Jerry was mean to me about it, but I was right. Hold on. I don't think I was. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think I agree with you, but go on. Well, you, you brought it up in a past episode to make fun of me about it. The, I... That the Pels should have traded the pick. That no, would no. Be Zion. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and I, I thought like, I think I agreed with you. Maybe at the time. I just, I, I, I can't remember that, but recently I, I think I, I said it was like politically unfeasible oh okay but... well may, maybe i'm yeah okay i don't want to be bad faith about this cool i'm glad that you're on board can we agree that that seems like they really should have done that yeah i mean he's you're the, for the exact reason that you said like he's made of glass i mean like he's not made of glass he's made of normal he's an extremely but, strong normally but, built human being but he breaks physics like yeah exactly people aren't supposed to move like that if you're that big and turns out that if you do you break your shoes and your ankles you remember that time he broke his shoe yeah that's why i brought it up yeah and everyone was like this is a good thing uh (laughs) yeah i I, this is an impressive thing yeah he broke his shoe he's so athletic no, guys, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad news. <laughs> it's not. I mean, yes, it's impressive, but he, also he's got to have his really feet bad. in those shoes. <laughs> I did not see this. What was this? At oh, Duke or? yeah, in college, he broke a shoe. He was too powerful for his shoe. Yeah, he tr- he tried to move, change directions. Yeah, laterally. Like, and are we, his, are we sure it wasn't staged? His foot just exploded out of the side of his shoe. We're not sure it wasn't staged. That was... So just to, like, add to his legend? For real, though. Know? That was... I, I had a, a full-on conspiratorial... Uh, it's, uh, the Kurt, it's the Kurt Schilling bloody sock. That was just ketchup. You know, that was no... There was no, there was no see, I, see, I just think that was spider tack. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah... No, legally speaking, I don't believe that, but you know, yeah, that's what it was. Allegedly, allegedly. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Kurt Schilling uh, and the ginger fucked an ostrich. Allegedly, it's been it's been alleged. Didn't his video game company go belly up too? They did, yeah, and oh. it was like a whole. A whole crazy oh. thing, too. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I remember have, you ever, I... have you ever gone down that rabbit hole? Yeah. I, well, I remember when I first heard 
about Kurt Schilling's video game. I was like, why is he doing? Why is he getting into this? Like, this seems like a bad idea. I mean, it sounded like it was actually a pretty good idea. Like they hired really good developers, and they gave like early on they gave them a ton of leeway. And it sounded like the game they were building was pretty remarkable. The problem was is that when you give really gifted developers a ton of leeway, they're like, cool, this leeway will last forever. Let's build the perfect video game over the next seven years. And Kurt Schilling's investors were like, but we have only got very little amounts of money left. And then everything exploded. And then there was some widespread fraud and stuff. Allegedly. Some light fraud some light for uh, yeah some, just the morning variety you know some fraud in the morning well enough about kurt schilling so podcast. guys can can we all convene on a thing for a second we're sure. at the play-in tournament so we're talking about playoff teams now and no one has said the minnesota timberwolves yet which well, means maybe. that all three of us think that the Minnesota Timberwolves are a playoff team this season. Well, play, at least play in. Yeah. I consider the play in a part of the playoffs. And okay. I think it's crazy that statistically people don't. It's an elimination game in the postseason. It's literally a playoff. One game. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree with you. So anyway, I have Minnesota at 10. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I had the Pelicans at 10, which was probably too high. Baby. Memphis at 10. Memphis at 10. Okay. Yeah, so I I mean, I have Memphis at 9. I'm higher on them. I really do think Jaron Jackson is better than um, you guys give him credit. Or not you guys, sorry. Just Jerry gives him credit for it. I also think that the Pelicans – Pelicans, my gosh. The Grizzlies had uh, a really nice draft two drafts ago. And, That's uh, been Bain. Yep. And uh, so I, I'm I'm optimistic. I think they can get it done. I think they'll be better than they were last year, and they were a playing team last year. Uh, yeah, who do you guys I, have? I, I like I nine? like Jaw. Oh, okay. We should talk about Jaw because I'm not I'm not crazy about Jaw. Phil, what do you like about him? It's his energy. I mean, he's he's not terribly reliable yet. Someone that can score like that and get to the rim is I, I we have I haven't had that as a Knicks fan ever so I just I see a guy like that or Shea or Deer and Fox and I kind of just want to watch a guy like that run the team but so. this is this is interesting because a lot of a lot was made of somebody tweeted that like Ja Morant was like what Deer and Fox wished he was last season. And I think that's exactly backwards. Yes, I agree. I was actually going to say it. John Morant is a poor man's De'Aaron Fox on a better team. Yeah, that's how I feel about it as well. But isn't he part of that better team chemistry, though? I just think if you swap them out, like, the Grizzlies improve and the Kings get worse. Yeah, I think that there's probably a little bit of that uh, in Phil, I, I do think that maybe uh, I like Morant Fox, has has way, better not... has like more leadership qualities than Fox does, but I mean it's also just the Kings, so like it's kind of obscured, right? Who knows what's uh, what leadership qualities 
De'Aaron Fox has. He's <laughs> 23 years old and playing for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot you can do there. Yeah, I don't know. I think... Uh... I'm I'm really skeptical about Jaws ceiling to use the uh the draft wonk terminology. Like the best version of Jaw is not a player who I think is a top fifteen player in the NBA. So is there a world or a is is it possible that we we exist in a world where five years from now R.J. Barrett is the best player from that draft class. Oof. Uh, I, ooh. If Zion can't play. <laughs> Man. Y- yes. Yes is the answer. Yeah. If he rounds into something like Jalen Brown and Zion burns out because he can't play basketball because his body just betrays him. And Morant never learns how to shoot. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that he'd be the best player in the in that draft class. Unless I'm like forgetting somebody from later on in the. All right, I got a hot take. I think it'll be Jackson Hayes. That is that is a pretty hot <laughs> the take. The Jacks man. <laughs> Did he punch someone or something like that? Oh what God! Did he do? I don't know. He probably <laughs> did because I just said I he was going to be that. good. Also hurt, by the way. Yeah. I think Jackson Hayes, uh, I think everybody's sleeping on him. Did you see that dunk that Cat had on him the other day? Jerry, what's your what's your problem? It's just just saying. Just you're saying. like you're like those Nike executives who watched OJ Mayo dunk on LeBron James and were like, if if anyone ever sees this we're going to lose a billion dollars. I mean, were they wrong, though? <laughs> yes, they were wrong. Oh, okay. Space Jam was going to come out. Have you guys seen Space Jam 2 yet? No. No. We never right. did the Space Jam 2 episode that we All were right, so going to do over the summer. Is that what we're doing next weekend? We watch Space Jam 2 so you don't have to? That feels like That feels like a summer episode. <laughs> That's not the question that I asked, Phil. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> live right, well. stream, live stream the. Uh, as long as we're not watching it as we're as we're potting, I guess. But maybe I can watch it in short bursts, like ten minute segments. Just do a, a every ten minutes reaction video. No, just so I can get it down. Because I'm not going to be able to swallow that thing whole. I'm going to have to break it up into parts if we're going to watch it. We could we could, do, we could, handle it together, Phil. Space Jam 2 is better than Space Jam 1. So if you've been able to watch Space Jam 1 as an adult, you'll be able to watch Space Jam 2. Slanderous. At, Space, at Jam, the, Space Jam 1 is a classic. It's you not. Cannot, at, the it very, at the very least, Space Jam 2 has a plot. Which is a, a key difference between the, it and Space the, Jam. Hey, the, plot of, the plot of Space Jam 1 is, hey, Michael Jordan has some Looney Tune friends. Isn't that cool? They play basketball, sort of. Basketball-like thing. Yeah. And also Bill Murray's there. Yeah, Isn't Bill Murray fun? is there. 
so Bugs, Bugs Bunny commits suicide in Space Jam 2. How can you not think that this is the greatest movie that's Spoilers, ever been Spoilers. Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'll edit that out. <laughs> well, I can't see it now. It's a good thing we're not monetized because we would be getting demonetized. Uh, yeah, Speaking we, of we, which, uh, support our Patreon. Yeah, um, patreon.com forward slash three on five. Please uh, check it out. Pray Shaw. Shaw? Oh my god. Guys, I'm having an aneurysm. I installed <laughs> I installed a uh, a dishwasher for the last six days. Now I know what you're thinking. That's not how long it takes to install a dishwasher. Except that my built my house was built in nineteen twenty and they installed the cabinet for the dishwasher back when they got a dishwasher in like the early nineteen nineties. Um across the across the kitchen from the sink which means that uh, all of like the supply line and the drain hose go under the subfloor and uh, the electrical just disappears into a wall. It doesn't run straight into a circuit because, you know, why, why would it? That'd be, that'd be chaos if you just went into a circuit. Uh, so that's all super fun and uh, good, good, great news. And, so we, we finally get it done. I get it all hooked up. I get all the water tested. No leaks. Everything's great. And uh, we turned it on about 30 minutes ago. And uh, we have the breaker in, in our circuit, uh, in our circuit, like switch box, the breaker fries and it's dead now. So it's just never going to, I'm never going to own a dishwasher. I've tried and I've, I've failed. Did you uh, have to cut the hole in the bottom like you said you were? Oh, man. So for the folks at home, uh, the subfloor has just a whole lot of a lot of nonsense going on. There's uh, like there's a lot of alcohol bottles down there that are empty. So somebody was living in there for a while, I assume. Um, it's also filled in with dirt. So the crawl space is like it's, you know, two and a half vertical feet of space. And then there's like a concrete block that's sunk into the dirt with a wood pillar atop which a wood beam rests and that's supporting a big section of the floor they didn't you know screw any of that together it's just all it's just all kind of balanced right there um and so anyway there's one of those beams directly under the uh spot where the uh drain hose and uh the supply line need to go into the subfloor so no what i had to do phil is i had to drill into the cabinet over and then drill down through the subfloor through that cabinet so if you open that cabinet it actually looks pretty cool it looks like a spaceship or something there are just some tubes you know the internet's running right through there it's pretty exciting so no dishwasher though and that's why i said praise shaw it's not because i'm a heretic i know that shay is my my own personal jesus christ but i i just misspoke okay so anyway i got the clippers at nine clippers at nine yeah that's that's pretty good i got memphis there i have minnesota at nine baby holy jerry hasn't said minnesota yet oh my god call the pit boss uh well let let's talk about the clippers because Kawhi tore his ACL in mid-July. And the ACL is a 12-month injury. 
generally speaking, which is to say a conservative timetable would mean that Kawhi Leonard would be eligible to play in mid-July. Now, Jerry, if I were going to ask you, um, when you think of Kawhi Leonard, do you think of someone who rushes back from injury? What would you say? No. Mm. No, I I don't think of that. Mm. So they're missing a guy who, before he tore his ACL, I think was garnering some pretty widespread consideration as the best player in the NBA. I think we like you and I both had him in the top three, right? I had him as number one, certainly. Yeah. I think Phil also had him in his top three. Phil, you're muted. <laughs> Sorry, I had him at two. You had him at two. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so they're losing that guy. That's not good for their no. uh, prospects of winning basketball games. They still do have Paul George, but... So, uh, yeah, they do have Paul George, and I do love me some Paul George. Uh, but I've seen what uh, Paul George-led teams, um, like post-golden-era Pacers basketball, yeah. uh, I've seen what they generally do, and it's like typically like, you know, like the seventh seed. Yeah. Um, but that was when he was 26 mm. and now he's 30 mm. and the past two years he's been hurt quite a bit. Even without being hurt, he's also rested mm. a lot. So, you know, if Paul George misses 20 games, I don't think the Clippers are going to be very good. Yeah. They don't win any of them. No. Uh, and they traded for Eric Bledsoe, who's bad. Um, doesn't help. Yeah. Sound sound reasoning. So I've got him at nine. Okay. Phil, this is where you have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, you want to talk Wolves? Because I got him at ten. Uh, or do we wait until Jerry has revealed where the Wolves will finish this season? Uh, and then talk about him. Yeah, well, we can we can wait till Jerry, but I guess just I think if there's a healthy healthy Carl Towns this year, they sh- there's no reason why they shouldn't make the play in. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, we can save it now. Jerry, did did um did your dad uh, Dave Sotak did he make your picks for you? No. Okay. No, he didn't. Okay. Did he influence them? Uh, no, I'm making bad decisions all on my own. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Uh, okay, I got the Clippers at eight. I have Portland at eight. I have the Mavs at eight. Ooh. 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 Well, well, well. (laughs) Did you have them at three last year? (laughs) Yeah. Now, have they gotten... Yeah. Have they gotten meaningfully worse? They lost Rick Carlisle. Yeah, but Rick Carlisle hasn't won a playoff series in over a decade, Jerry. I mean... Yeah, but he puts together the league's best offenses year in, year out. Or at they least get, he did for quite got, a while there. They picked up Reggie Bullock, who's like the 
best player on the Knicks last year, according to everyone in Dallas. And they just, we are idiots for not bringing him back. How does it feel to know that you're an idiot for not bringing back Reggie Bullock? I mean, I always knew I was dumb, but I didn't, I don't let it get to me. Yeah. That's good. And they signed Frank Nilakina, who is the only man in the NBA that can stop Luka Doncic. So <laughs> they don't have to worry about him going to the the Lakers or something. Hey, man, don't sleep on Anthony Edwards. Literally, don't do it. He'll call the police. <laughs> Dallas at eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you need to explain this. I mean, oh, well, some, I don't somebody, think it's that some egregious. Teams... Some teams had to move down. Yeah. Yeah. So in this landscape. The Minnesota Timberwolves are better than the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, Phil. That's correct. No, but I'm just saying, you don't. I think a lot of these teams at the top that we had at the top last year and in the playoffs, there's you know a lot of question marks with them. I would think Dallas at least has some – they lost Carlisle, but they still have – Luca and presumably a healthy Porzingis. I mean, not only did they lose Carlisle, they also added Jason Kidd. Yeah, that's true, actually. Oh, man. Which I oh, think is shoot. maybe... It's a huge downgrade. Like, it's... Jason Kidd was awful. Jerry's right. And... I'm too high on the he, Mavs. I have him at six, and I'm too high on him. And he's already, like, talked about how he needs to give Porzingis more post-touches, which... Yeah. Doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How many beverages will Jason Kidd have people spill on him this season? Well, I want an over and on an under. That's my favorite clip of him ever. <laughs> it's it's literally the only good thing he's done as a coach. <laughs> it it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, in my life. So. That's that. That's good. I it brought me joy. Jason Kidd has brought me joy. Hey, fun fact: the last playoff series that Jason Kidd won was the last playoff series that Rick Carlisle won. Yep. Hmm. Upgrades. Uh, cool. Yeah. So. Well, no, didn't he win? He won one in New York. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Come on, Phil. Give me this. That's how we parlayed the uh, the coaching job with the Nets. We yeah, from yeah, us to yeah. The Nets. You're right. That's not as funny though. Yeah, I know. God, wouldn't it be nice if facts just bench to my will? <laughs> Someday. I think that's what Nietzsche was writing about. Uh, all right, so I, I got to know, Jerry, who do you have at seven? Say Portland. I've got the Wolves. Oh! I, 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 couldn't, I, I tried. I couldn't go any further. <laughs> I couldn't justify it to myself any further. <laughs> this is as optimistic as I can be without yeah. breaking my brain. Yeah. There's definitely a world, though, where Portland is not as good as Minnesota this year. Yeah, there is, but it's a pretty unlikely scenario. If Dame if Dame and wants it, out, especially. And I really like what most of what Portland did in the offseason, so. Oh, baby. I'm 
The West sucks. I'm so stoked to get to the East. Sorry, listeners, that we have to go through more West, but Jerry just said I'm excited about something somebody did in the offseason, and that's that does not describe my feeling about the Western Conference. True. The West is... Not only are they worse than the East, they're also hurt. Yeah. Hurt, worse, and they had, like, a bad offseason. Yep. Yeah. Um... And a lot of teams started, or a couple teams started rebuilding. So it's true. Uh, it's just a, it's the East is a much stronger conference this year. It looks like. All right, Jerry, uh, give us the optimistic take on seven for Minnesota. Well, they can't rebound at all. Who's they? Uh, Carl Towns is an elite rebounder. Yeah, but he's the only one. And come on, Ant Ant rebounds well for his size. He does rebound well for his size. Yeah, but but. Nas Reed doesn't really rebound. Yeah. Vanderbilt surprisingly isn't as good at rebounding as it looked like he was going to be coming out of college. Vanderbilt's not going to play tons of minutes he's not, for this team. He's not going to play a ton. Which means they're probably they don't have a power forward. Torian. They gotta, which means they gotta rely on Torian's a wing. Torian's a power forward. Torian is a wing. He's you're, a tweener. You're if, like if one of those guys who back in the day was like, Ben Wallace is not a center. What am I? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, my point is they don't have a power forward. Uh, they've got a lot of almost power forwards and a lot of wings. Uh, and that's so the rebounding is going to be bad, but their their defense looks much improved. Do you think that? trading Kevin Love cursed the Wolves and will never have a productive power forward again? I mean, we got Cat. Who's... He's not a power forward. He's... Yeah, he's probably not a power he's forward. He's not but... even a little bit of a power forward. <laughs> I think he probably could play power forward. I think he could have if he had started a long time ago, but he's, like, yeah. gotten heavier and... Yeah. Well, he's actually gotten lighter this year. This that's true. He is down this year. They say. Um, Though, anytime, anytime the news yeah, comes out that a player dropped ten pounds of fat and added ten pounds of muscle. I'm, well, uh, I, th- I don't. I don't think the the was he added ten pounds of muscle. I think he's just he dropped twenty pounds. Oh, I, I had heard that he had added muscle while losing fat. Uh, okay. Which, well, if, if you're a professional athlete. Is meaningless. <laughs> well, n- no, it mean it it either is meaningless or it means you took a trip to Miami to um, eat some uh, mandarin oranges. Yes, um, <laughs> orange slices. Orange slices. Pardon me. Yeah, not the whole orange. That would be <laughs> that would be too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. We have a power forward. Torian Prince is a power forward. Okay. Uh. Anyway. Towns hopefully plays more than 20 games. Russell hopefully plays more than 20 games. Hopefully Ant takes a step. Yeah. And if you get even like 60 games from Ant and D'Lo and Towns, I think that you're way better than you were last year. Yeah. And Chris Finch looks like he's a good coach. Um... And the, they added a lot of shooting in the offseason. They did. Torian Prince and Patrick Beverly say what you want about them. They can both shoot pretty decently, um, which I think is really helpful for a team that has 
Ant, and Cat, and D'Lo. Yeah. Less so D'Lo, but... Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. We've we've talked a bunch off the air and a little bit on the air about how we're kind of coming around to this idea of D'Lo as a like secondary ball handler, and it seems like Finch is open to using him that way. And if he does, then all of a sudden our offense looks like it could be pretty unbelievably potent. The one thing I will say is, you know, we don't really have anyone who's capable of generating offense in the second unit. McLaughlin, sort of. Um, it's not good. No, I, I think that there's probably going to be a trade at some point. Um, I don't know if it's... I think it's probably not going to be Ben Simmons, but I think that at some point they'll look into moving Malik Beasley for either a either a power forward of some kind. God, can you imagine if they had traded Beasley in a first for John Collins right now? I don't have to have imagined it. I, I that's what that's the only thing I wanted to happen. But. I think that they'll probably trade him for something mm. because he's not, he doesn't, it doesn't look like he fits the roster right now. And I think that either McLaughlin then gets more minutes or they move Noel in as well, who's also can do some offensive things on his own. And I think they also hope that Nas Reed like develops his offensive game more. He looked really good. Yeah. He's in the awesome. Preseason. Yeah. We love Nas Reed on this podcast. It's official. Uh, okay, yeah, I that that is optimistic, but uh, yeah, I it, it's it's possible in a universe. I have Portland here. I really want to put Portland higher. I really want to see the MVP season out of Dame and have everything fit together. I like what the Portland front offense has, or office has tried to do over the last uh, however many years, like five. It's just not coming together. There are just better players than Dame, and there are better teams than the Blazers. And uh, it's a bummer because he's a really likable guy. I was thinking the other day, though, because Kyrie Irving is, like, apparently about to become a used car salesman. I wonder how much uh, different, if, if you had just taken out Kyrie Irving and put in Damian Lillard in, like, all of the situations... How many titles would that player have? And I, I don't know. I feel like the answer's like four. I don't know. More than they more than more than one, right? Yeah. Hmm. Poor Dame. You remember that commercial back in the day where it was like Damian Lillard was hanging out at a party and he was saying, Oh, I don't want to be one of those guys that never wins a title. Yeah, and and two people look over at him. They're Carl like, Malone. They're like they're like major league baseball legends that never won a title. And they're like, "Hey," and he's like, "Oh, I, I'm sorry, I meant NBA players that never won a title." And then an NBA player looks over yeah, and he's like, "What? What do you? What's up? What's the deal, man?" And he says, "No, not like you. I mean, like one of those legends that lost in the finals over and over again." And then camera pans to Carl Malone standing in the doorway with his tray full of food, and he's like burgers are ready walks away and he's like carl (laughs) come back yes i do remember that commercial thanks for describing every second of it from beginning to end good (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, now do believe. now do Die Hard. Did you know that if you the trick to avoiding airplane sickness is to take your shoes and socks off and walk around on the carpet while balling up the your feet? You make fists with your feet. with your toes <laughs> we haven't had a, a phil impression in a while that's that's not we got we need more of that now i have a machine gun <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Uh, i uh i don't like it when commercials try to make carl malone endearing to me that's fair yeah. that's fair so that's that was my takeaway from that commercial. It was effective at making Carl Malone endearing for that half of a moment. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> sort of like how Mike Tyson is now considered like a lovable goofball by the whole planet. Yeah. The yeah. facial tattoo helps. What an astounding sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, where are we? Phil, who do you have at seven? The the Clippers. Okay. I'm just I'm trying to give Paul George some credit here. I think I know Kawhi's out, but I think they can make at least make the plan with Paul George if he's healthy. Yeah. And they've got they've they've got I'm not as in love with the pieces around this, the two stars on that team as I was I mean, at the beginning of last year, but They've got they've got guys that can step up. Oh man, I'm in love with the pieces they have around the two guys. I am not in love with those pieces when they're around one guy. But yeah, the Clippers were. I mean, they, they were my pick to win the West last season, and I, I earnestly think they would have had Kawhi not torn his ACL. Um. So I yeah, like I you know i i think they're gonna be a very good team they're still gonna shoot the absolute lights out of the ball it just you can't lose Kawhi leonard and not take a significant step back and if you can i mean amazing good job that you know one thing that we should say is they do have an exceptional head coach like Ty Lu is i think he's set himself apart from a lot of the like 15 to 5 group. I think Tyloo Ty probably ought to be considered a top 5 NBA head coach at this point in his career. Yeah, he had a very impressive playoff run for sure. Like like he's had two where it's I've been kind of blown away, but the first one I was like, "Ah, it's LeBron." But it wasn't LeBron last time. It's pretty amazing. So Tyloo, heck of a coach. And that'll probably help them eke out a few games. Master of adjustments. All right. Now we're in the actual factual playoffs. Uh, who do we got, Jerry, at six? Uh, this is where I had the Blazers. Blazers. I, I I really do like I like the Nance signing. Um, and I also think that there's a chance that they trade for Ben Simmons. A chance which... for Nance? All right. Sorry. It's all right. Uh, which I think would be pretty good. I like Ben Simmons with the. Uh, I think I think that really, Portland had like the worst defense ever last year, like in the history of the NBA. That's not okay. No, I, I'm serious. I think they had like statistically the worst defense in the history of the NBA last year. 
as in they had the highest D rating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not the uh, whatever. That, it's fine. In the same way that 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 <laughs> Dallas team did not have the greatest <laughs> offense in the history of the NBA, Portland did sure. not have the worst defense in the history of the NBA. Sure, sure. I, I, like a huge part of it is is just a symptom of the fact that teams are getting way better on offense. Yeah. Um, which means that defense the defense is going to be worse. Just that's just the way it is. Yep. Uh, but I think that if you have if you add Ben Simmons, it helps your defense a whole lot. And I think that if you trade McCollum for him with a couple of picks, as opposed not like three picks, three swaps, but you know, a couple picks <sighs> or a pick. I, I don't know. Yeah, one maybe. My gosh. Yeah. You've got Norm Powell to absorb the loss of uh, McCollum, and then you have a pretty good defensive side. We talked about this already. Yep. We've beaten um, the Blazers train to death. Yep. So. Yep, we can move on. I think six is a totally reasonable outcome for them. Yeah. I have Dallas here. Uh, I think Luka's just transcendent. Uh, I don't think he is the next great transcendent superstar this season. I think he's still a year or two away from that, but I do think it's coming. Um, and I think that's good enough to get you to a six seed in a relatively weak Western Conference. Yeah, I agree. I have them at five, and I also, I also was not pleased with their Jason Kidd signing. When the when the Knicks were looking for a new coach, when they signed Tibbs, they there was rumors we were going to sign Kid, and I was I was debating quitting the team at that point. They, that would be the last straw for you, huh? Well, there's you know it's just that that was like the final. It wasn't a huge piece, but I was just I had been beaten so many times by then that I don't know that, I get that would have been the last straw. The, the um, key. The Kings took Bagley over Luka Doncic. They did. Yeah. And Trey Young. Look, man. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> he's he's the new Darko. This is this is uh this is all easy in hindsight. Bagley had an awesome college career and an awesome high school career. Like Bagley was hyper talented. Everybody was afraid that Luca was going to be super unfit and like not be able to keep up with NBA speed. Everybody was really afraid that Trey was going to have serious efficiency issues and be too short. You know. So I remember those criticisms, but I think that Luca was still like pretty clearly a, a, like a consensus number one or two pick. Number two, he was not cons- like. Simmons well, and KOC were like huge minority voices in the Luca camp. Aiden was certainly the consensus number one pick. Okay. All right. Well. Well, just to go back to Kid quickly, I I'm not a fan of him on that team. I wouldn't want him if I was a Mavs fan. But I think just <laughs> even if he doesn't coach at all, just giving Luca the ball. <laughs> And letting him and Porzingis try to figure something out on their own is a, a playoff berth. Yeah, Luca's amazing. Yeah. Uh, at five, I have Golden State. 
and Golden State at five as well. Honestly, this feels high for them. I had them at six, but yeah. Oh, I didn't realize we'd skipped over your six. I'm sorry, Phil. No, I well, I said in Dallas. Mm, I see what. Yeah, I see what happened. Yep. Yeah, man. It feels high for him, but uh, Steph Curry is like one of the five best players in the NBA, and they should be getting Clay Thompson back in December or January. And I'm could, I'm I'm pretty yeah. high on James Wiseman compared to the rest of the NBA media. Ooh, I, can I see, am not I am not high on Wiseman, but go on. I I I can see uh, I can see Golden State exceeding this but i could also see them being way below it yeah the it's not hard for me to see them being lower than five um if clay comes back and looks like a shadow of himself which is he's been gone for two years it could absolutely be the case but i mean clay himself has gone on the record saying that like i'm not gonna be the same defensive player that i was that's just not a thing that's going to happen. And Clay uh, was already just sort of an okay defensive player, right? Like somebody that will not hurt you. He's yep. he's like a he's a fine cog. Yep. In a in a great defense. Um. But just his shooting, I think, would help him immensely. But the I, it's hard to put them lo- for me to put them any lower than this. Like I could definitely see them playing better than this. Uh, just the strength of the the weakness of the conference. Like, yeah, who's going to be better than them? I, I don't think that any of the teams below them are. I also likely. think that they're they're probably the, their best move this year is to package Wiggins with some of these young guys to get a reload this Steph Clay thing one more time well i mean wiggins is a defensive player of the year candidate phil haven't you heard the ringer sports network i mean yeah he's better than uh who do they have him above i saw someone yeah tweet out something absurd but it's absurd but i think he could you could still package him with some of some of those young guys and picks and get a, a real player back yeah it's possible they should certainly try if, if they want to compete. Those, if any of those young guys get off to a hot start, I think by the deadline we'll see see some of those guys gone. Who does everybody have it for? Uh, I have the Nuggets with an asterisk next to them. What's the asterisk? Uh, the asterisk means they would be the number one seed if Jamal Murray wasn't hurt. Yeah, that's that's about my asterisk as well. I also have them at four. Yeah, I had there as well. Dude, we're weirdly in sync this year, guys. Last year it was all over the place. This year we're pretty pretty homogenous. I uh, think it's not good for the brand. We have to fight for. Jerry, why did you just disappear into a blue void? Did I? Let me check. You did, yeah. Your, your camera's been on for an hour. Why would you turn it off now? I didn't turn it off. Hold on. Let me see if there's something. Uh, else. Keep, keep going. Because he's not getting any attention. Oh, that'd be pretty funny. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, the Nuggets with Jamal Murray are uh, are a really exceptional team. Jokic is incredible. Uh, 
Uh, MPJ is probably the best shooter in the NBA now after Steph Curry, which is uh, a pretty amazing thing. They've got a crazy amount of depth. They are defensively adept. They're well-coached. I think that's about all there is to it. They're a really good team. And uh, if Jamal Murray comes back before the playoffs and looks healthy, the Nuggets are going to be a potential first-round upset for the for the one seed. I like the Jeff Green pickup for them. Yeah, God, Jeff Green is like he's Weird had player. a heck of a career. Very strange career. Yeah, but he's yeah. good for like a one-time uh, playoff victory. Oh, I like you Jeff only Green. Get him, you only get him once in the playoff deck, but you, once you use it. It's gone. <laughs> He's but got exhaust. You, you if if the NBA were a roguelike. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> got it. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, who's everybody got at three? This is where this is where things get weird. We all have the same top three seeds, which is amazing. I have, I have Utah at three. I have the Lakers at three. I have the Lakers at three. Jerry, we're 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 <clears throat> on the same moon cycle. I wanted honestly I wanted to put them lower. I did I hated, too. I, I hated what they did so much. It's really stupid. They I, I I've heard a lot of takes that the Lakers yeah, they they didn't add any shooting but like Russell Westbrook will help LeBron and AD rest and win some regular season games. So it's going to be fine guys. And I'm like Russell Westbrook is bad at basketball. Like <laughs> He's inefficient and not good at defense. <laughs> I I like I, he's he's done. He's he's toast. That goose is cooked. Like even when even when he was like doing his triple double thing and competing for MVP MVPs. titles, he was like not. He wasn't like, the top fifteen I, player he, in the NBA. No, I, I, I like I, I admire Russell Westbrook for his aggression and like his drive to just conquer all before him. But if you're doing that and being inefficient, and also you're like thirty two, I, I, I'm, I'm really he can't shoot at all. He's it's like true. Every oh, it's it's bad. I don't like the Lakers. I honestly, I wish that I had been braver and put them lower. If they didn't have a guy who might be the best player in the NBA and also LeBron James on their team, yeah, yeah I yeah. think we'd all be really down on the team. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> uh, but like, like you were saying the other day, you, I, I also like have some skepticism that, oh, they're that player is just good, so they'll be fine. Yeah the makeup of this team doesn't make sense right. to me at all. Like, well, you're right. LeBron AD, the LeBron AD pairing is going to be good enough to, you're going to be a playoff team and all that. But like, easily, they, they lost all their shooting. And when they had the opportunity to add an elite shooter in Buddy Heald, instead they got Russell Westbrook just a bad idea yeah it's pretty wild anyway it's, it's pretty wild um what i will say is even during their title run their shooting was 
extremely unreliable. Sure. And they still won an NBA Finals, so they are. Yeah, but that, but that was the Mickey Mouse title. All right, that Jerry. Count. Jesus Christ. And they did. They looked. Un, they looked like unstoppable in that Finals run. Uh, I, Jimmy Butler looked like he might have been capable of stopping him. The, I mean, their defense got worse too. They lost their Caruso. Defense got worse. It's it's they lost uh uh what's what's his name the guy the wolf wanted to take but went one pick before us KCP that's it yeah no they had a bad off season I totally agree with that um, LeBron's, and LeBron's 37. thirty seven yeah but they do also have a guy who might be the best player in the NBA yeah so. it, Anthony Davis is really good yep. for sure but also. Like injury prone, injury prone, and I've kind of seen what Anthony Davis can do when he's the best player on your team, and in New Orleans. And I get that he was young, and that those teams weren't very good. But LeBron's thirty-seven, and this team, besides that, isn't very good. Yeah, the West is weaker. So yep. I've got, but I mean, I've got them at the three seed still. So. I don't. I don't really think this is a title team. I don't. Not I don't a, not at, at all. Not as it's constructed. Yeah, that Westbrook deal made no sense to me. Just. I mean, so it makes sense. I I can see why a certain like type of person would like it. Be like, no, nah, man, he's a star. Well, his his overall cool. rating is a ninety-one. This was like LeBron's version of the Harden trade. I mean, like LeBron and AD probably wanted and fought to get their third star in there, and that's Russell Westbrook. Kind of. What it actually reminds me of is the other Russell Westbrook trade, like when the Rockets were like, "Oh, the Chris Paul contract is the worst contract I've ever seen in basketball or anywhere else." Let's instead go trade for Russell Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we should talk about this because when once Russell Westbrook was basically playing center for the Rockets, it actually was incredible. Yeah, yeah. It he's, was really he's good. Great, he's and a he, good center. He got sick and hurt, and that obviously blew up. But maybe if LeBron's shooting improvements are real and permanent, and if AD has taken any sort of consistency step in that direction, maybe Russell Westbrook is their center. Maybe, but if, but if you're relying, if, if, if you're like, maybe this will work plan is, well, hopefully LeBron James becomes a good three point shooter. And like that becomes his primary thing. And also, no, 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 I'm not, I think you're misunderstanding. I'm not saying that like LeBron is a bad three-point shooter. I'm saying that's not the role that you really want LeBron James to be playing. I'm not saying that shooting is his primary thing. I'm saying that his shooting is effective enough to space the floor for Russell Westbrook. Over the last five seasons, he's a 36% three-point shooter. Yeah, he's a fine three-point shooter. He's fine. But you don't want LeBron James to be the one providing you spacing. You want be the the one. You want LeBron James to be the one taking advantage of your spacing. Look, man, you want LeBron James. Yes, 
Yeah. If if he's if he's providing your spacing, okay, that's not the ideal way to use him. But he has he has led a team to the NBA Finals with like no spacing, where J.R. Smith was. He's, he's done that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's he's capable of doing this. Uh, but this, so. The, so the but sure, but then this argument also extends to Anthony Davis. Like, if you're also if you're like if it was just one of these two of your two best players, yeah. where you're making this argument for Russell Westbrook, fine. I still don't think it's a good idea because you should be maximizing all of you should be playing like you should be taking the advantage of your your personnel like and not playing them out of like role i think it was a bad move. make other ones move yep 100 percent. like anthony davis also needs space and if you're using him as a stretch for like what the fuck are you doing yep yep the rockets had really good spacing or at least Mm. perceived to be really good spacing when russell westbrook was playing center russell westbrook yeah eric gordon didn't shoot that season that was like a weird an in-between times for the rockets but like they still had spacing they still had james harden who was spacing in the can yep they also just like when you shoot when when you got shooters shooting and like there's (laughs) they have the reputation of shooting it provides you with something when you have shooters shooting Is a good beginning of the sentence. All right, you. so you you have Utah here, eh, Phil? Yeah, I have Utah. Uh, I mean, I probably should have them at one, just based on how they mop up regular season wins. But uh, I don't know. I think. There's, I think there's going to be some drama there this year. They've been to the playoffs enough times and have disappointed. I just, it's at some point, I think this is going to, they're going to start looking at each other in the locker room. Like, what are we still doing here, guys? Like, this isn't working. Mitchell so. and Gobert had that drama already two years ago. Yeah, at like, the start of the pandemic, yeah. Like I, I think that that's certainly a possibility. So I think they'll still be good, but I mean, I don't, I don't uh, have any faith in them keeping this going for much longer. We talked a bunch last year about the need for Utah to blow it up, and even when they were the one seed. I, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I was still waving the flag of, I don't believe in this team. I get that no, they're I, outperforming it, my prediction, yeah, but like... I definitely remember that. Yeah, don't believe in this team at all. Yeah, I tried my hardest to get you to believe in the team, and you resisted and were correct. I don't believe in this team. I don't. I think Donovan Mitchell is not the player who Donovan Mitchell thinks he is, and he's not the player who the Utah Jazz thinks he is. Uh, I don't think Rudy Gobert is worth $40 million. Oh, God, that's right. I think Mike Conley is was Old. not an all-star last year, despite, you know, the nostalgia. Uh, I think he's old Jerry. and getting worse. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, it, Jerry was right. <laughs> well, Jerry was wrong. Jerry's reasoning was, 
it would be great for Mike Conley if he didn't make an all-star team. Personally Jerry speaking. started a movement to re- redact yeah. <laughs> Mike Conley's all-star appearance for... <laughs> to preserve his legacy just the weird the weirdest pettiness i've ever seen in the history of my life i'm looking out for him man yeah you're doing god's work there jerry he's the greatest player to never make an all-star team well he's made an all-star team now i know that makes him less special it's it okay it's such a this is the this is the level of argument that you hear from skip bayless the like lebron is worse for having lost in hey, the nba hey, finals hey, hey, no hey, no hey, i'm hey. gonna call it out when you go there jerry don't don't do that jerry That's i see mean. the logic he goes from he goes from really underrated to overrated instantly with that single meaningless all-star appearance you know so quickly the conversation shifts. In this Mike aspect. Conley's legacy is worse now that he's made an all-star team. <laughs> Holy like shit. Barely, barely scraped in. Do I need to ban the word legacy on this podcast? Nothing well, gets me as upset as this nonsense. Well, you know how like uh, in in A Song of Ice and Fire and the Game of, in Game of Thrones... Here when they're like go. they're listing off like all the titles that they have, like <laughs> when they're during introductions. When yes, I'm the I'm... the first man, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, Breaker of Chains, Mother of Dragons, Michael so, Conley. So when Mike Conley is has somebody reading his all of his various titles, instead of the title the greatest player to never make an all-star team that's he not has... a title <laughs> oh my god what what is a title what what is a title matt what even is a title well in uh, this instance a title would be one time all-star rather than never made an all-star team all right, we don't need to rehash this. This is fine. We, we do need to, need to rehash this. Legacy talk is horseshit. And this specific idea is so, like, mean to Mike Conley. Think of mean. It it's is not, mean. mean. It's mean. It's, just, it's not mean at Here's all. why it's mean. Jerry starts a movement to make sure Mike Conley doesn't get to go to an all-star game. I didn't but start a movement. But he's doing that for him. He's doing that for Mike Conley. No, but this is what I'm saying is you have to look at this from Mike Conley's perspective, which is he's toiled away his entire life working at a craft, and finally he's got an opportunity to be recognized for that craft. He's publicly stated that he wants that recognition, and he's sad that he hasn't received it. And instead of giving him and his family a wonderful trip and a wonderful experience that they'll remember the rest of their lives that he's worked 30-some years for, you're like, nah, homie, when he gets Game of Thrones titles read off, it'll be way cooler if he doesn't have those memories. First of all, I'm going to push back on the idea. I'm not going to push back on the idea that the All-Star game is like, great memories you and i watched that together i'm not saying for a fan (laughs) i'm saying for him despite 
to the promises. This is bad faith argument right here. This it is was bad faith argument right here. I just, I just the like All-Star game is a bad product, and therefore the players must not enjoy going to it. That's, uh... I mean, when you put it that way... <laughs> it makes me sound like an asshole. I have Utah at two. I don't, uh, I don't believe in this team. I know they'll win regular season games. Ugh, there's no way they make it to the Western Conference Finals. I just don't think mm. it's happening. I also have Utah at two. I think that uh, the way that they choked in the playoffs is going to cause some tension. And they won't win quite as many games as they did last year. And then they're going to suck in the playoffs again and die. Yeah, this team has to get blown up. It's not going to win a title. I will say, I will say, uh, I agree with pretty much all the things that you said about Gobert and uh, Mitchell. Like, I don't think they're as good as their roles would say they are, what their contracts would say they are. Uh, but I will say that Utah has put together a hell of a team um, with players that are under caliber for that position because they do crank out regular season wins like no one else yeah quinn snyder's a good coach they're both very good players they're yeah, just like yeah. they're just not in that they they don't i don't think they're their like, games are like, complimentary and i don't like think tier, they... they're like tier three yeah 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 phil who do you have it to i have phoenix at two um yeah i mean i think they'll be and they they could end up being the best team too. But uh, my question about them is, uh, Aiton is looking for a max. They're gonna have to pay Bridges soon. They just paid Chris Paul. Like, a, is it the largest contract in the league now? Yeah, that he has. Robert Sarver is not known for paying guys. And I worry this team is going to be forced to move a guy like Bridges, maybe, to make room to pay Aiden. That'd be crazy. I, I think that there's a good chance that it happens. Wow. Yeah. Um, maybe Ooh. Sarver, maybe Sarver bites it and just pays up this one year. I can't. I really doubt that's going to happen, though. So I how think do, they could still be very good, though, even if they have to move Bridges, but. And depending on what they get in return. How did these guys uh, become NBA owners? What's the point? Like, I I get that it's just a status thing, but, like, try to win. My gosh. Well, there was that story back in the 2000s that he was, he had them selling draft picks because he was building a house. (laughs) And he used the profit to build his home. It's not, not a... It's that this guy still owns the team. Yeah, this is making me be, feel really bad about my sons at the one seed pick, uh, which I already felt bad about. But, but they—I mean, they're Monty Williams. I have him, I, either him or Nate McMillan as my COI pick this year. So Interesting. I, I, Monty's great. So I think even if they do have to trade Bridges, though, they can 
even if they get someone, you know, average, they, they'll still be dangerous with a healthy Chris Paul and Aiden and Booker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have him as my one seed. I think that, uh, Booker took a step and will continue to improve. I think Aiton took a step and will continue to improve. I think they're well coached. I think Chris Paul is an excellent player still and really good for these guys in particular. Uh, I just love the Suns. I I was a Suns bandwagoner early on in the season last year. Um, and I wouldn't that, mod- wouldn't that not make you a bandwagoner? Wouldn't well, I don't know what it means. I, I just like, I'm not a, you know, I'm not, uh, historically a Suns fan, but I, I watched them a few times early on in the season last year and just kind of fell in love with, with their with their game. Uh, if anything, I'm the bandwagoner here because I've got them at the one seed. You've been with them for much longer than I have. I, I only thought, put them at the one seed after they won or made it to the finals. Sure. Know? I'm the bandwagoner here. <laughs> well, I get, I I get that be... title. I get that title. <laughs> All right, Jerry, do we need to fight? Right, pay-per-view? YouTube influencer boxing. Uh, I don't want to embarrass you like that. I want to be embarrassed, Jerry. Let's go. <laughs> you got those boxing gloves in the shot behind you here. Let's put them to use. They're too small. They were made for a man that was five foot two. <laughs> and Phil, you got the Lakers at one. Yeah, it doesn't feel great, but uh. I don't know if they're if they're going to go into the season with the healthy LeBron and AD. Even even if Russ is a a negative, I still think they're the favorite. But so I could also be holding on to LeBron's. Uh, um, I don't. Never mind. I mean, so to be clear, I, I do think that the Lakers. I, I would ha- probably have the Lakers. Lakers favorited over the Jazz, even though like only only because anyway because LeBron James and Anthony Davis are so good, but uh, I I don't think that necessarily means that they're going to win more games in the regular season. It's the only thing yeah. I'm going to push back on lightly there. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think though I I hated the Russ deal too for them, but. I think we're going to see Russ on his best behavior here because he's, I think he's playing with guys who want to play with him. And from the stories I've read about him over the summer, he he wanted to play with Kawhi. Kawhi said, no, Paul George went to OKC, then dumped Russ to go play with Kawhi in LA. Then he gets traded for Chris Paul, doesn't get along with Harden, gets traded over to, I mean, he's just been bouncing around being referred to as uh, the albatross that he kind of is, but I think he's I think he's capable of giving them something positive. I'm not saying it's going to be worth it, but for forty five million dollars a year, but we could we could, we could see I don't know a more mature version. And if if we don't see it here, we're never going to see it. So. so- Again, I do agree. I, I, I agree with that, that he's probably in that mindset. I just don't think the Lakers have the roster to make use of that To play Westbrook at mindset. center. 
Yeah. Yeah. They did. Uh, they did a nice job on those vet, getting some of those younger guys on better than minimum, minimum deals. Like Malik Monk was uh, a great Monk. signing. Yeah. Kendrick Nunn, he, he was solid. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he can shoot though, right? No. Well, I think he's he's a bit of a an isolation maestro. Yeah, he shot thirty eight percent from three last year. That's pretty good. So I think to, to nail those signings is really going to help them. But, yeah, I don't like the fit either. Uh, the West kind of sucks. I don't feel good about any of these teams. Uh, no. Really. It, like, this, the, the team that I feel best about is the Nuggets. <laughs> uh, healthy Nuggets. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's move to the East because uh, there are a lot of interesting teams in the East. Who uh, who do you guys have as your fifteen? The Orlando Magic. Yeah, me too. Yep, me too. I don't think we need to talk about them. They're going to be bad. Yep. Cool. Who do you have at fourteen? I have, I have Detroit. I kind of want to put the Cavs down here, but because I think Detroit's a little bit better than this. But whatever, I'll stick with what I wrote. Pistons 14. Phil, Pistons? Yeah, I have Detroit as well. I got Cleveland here. I think Detroit's got some got some talent. And yep. uh Yeah, I, I I think the sex land is gonna come to an end this year. Um I don't think having eighteen centers on your team is a good thing. No. Although and... I do I do think that their centers are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Lowry. I there there are things to like about Cleveland. I just think their roster composition is insane. Yeah, it's bad. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh so I have Detroit at 13. <clears throat> yep, that's a where I would have put them if I had put courage. The Cavs, yeah, if I yeah. had courage. Yeah. Phil, who do you have at 13? Okay, so <laughs> oh no, I have Washington. At oh, 13. I thought it was about to be the Pacers. <laughs> no, 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 not again. Uh, yeah, this feels low for them though. Uh, good for them for getting off of Russ's money, um, but Kuzma, Bertans. Um, this is not, I just not very inspired by the supporting cast, And I think they're in a better position to build this team around Beal, or even if they wanted to trade Beal at some point. Um, but I don't, I don't think this team's going to be very good. I could be totally wrong about that, but also taking into consideration Beal, is he going to get vaxxed? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about yeah. that, that yet. And also, Rui, uh, he's been out for personal reasons, which I'm not sure what that means. I think he's having a kid. I don't know for sure. Okay, because the way I, I think I, at some point I read it and I was wondering if that was also vaccine status related. But So, yeah, I don't know. The new coach there, too, it might, it's going to take some time. I think Wes Unsell Jr., they, they got in there. So I just don't like this... 
I don't like this makeup. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Really weirdly constructed roster. Theoretically, if the players are healthy, they could have an insane amount of ball handling, three point shooting, and a good level of defense, which like should be how you win NBA games. That's I ha- actually have them higher than both of you. I've got them at ten. Oh, I uh, I have them at eleven. So okay, yeah. Um, uh, I think that Dinwiddie was a pretty good signing. Yeah, um, and gives somebody to take some burden off of Beal, um, which I think will probably help Beal's three point shooting because he takes he jacks a lot of shots these days. Uh, it kind of brought down his three point percentage a little bit. Um, I think that could help. And then if Thomas Bryant comes back healthy, he's got a lot of offensive potential. Bertans can shoot the hell out of the ball. I don't know. I think that I don't think they're good. Yeah, it's weird. Like theoretically, on paper, they ought to be better than they are and ought to be better than they will be. Although I did say the same thing about the Wizards last year. I mean, the Wizards were the ten seed last year, right? Yeah, so I guess uh, I guess that's exactly where I have them this yep. year. So, uh, I have Toronto at twelve. I have Toronto at twelve. Yeah, so do I. Oh my god, we're so low on Toronto. I thought that that was going to be a bomb, guys. Can I, can I just? We're so we're we're on we're sharing we're caring. It's good. We're we're sharing that same energy. Uh, Toronto has nobody who gets me inspired about their offensive capacity outside of sort of Fred Van Vliet. I'm and I'm still I still love the dragon, but he's probably right. gonna be traded. Yeah. Goran Dragish. Oh okay. I thought you were I thought Nick Nurse, Dragon Bender. No, Nick Nurse didn't even know he was on the team. Did you see that in the press conference? <laughs> nope, but that's pretty that's <laughs> Okay. No, Nick Nick Nurse just misspoke. He was they were asking who was in the starting lineup, and he was like, "Kyle, um, Goron." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was not a not a good moment. I felt bad for Nick Nurse right then. He is coming off a pretty pretty bad injury, though, isn't he? Dragic. Dragic. He's coming off of like four really bad injuries. Yeah. He doesn't have any ligaments in his legs anymore. So that's probably not good for him. It's not good. I also right, he's I, he's past his expiration date at this point anyway. He got a hell of a career. It's true. I think Toronto's they're gonna be making a ton of moves this year too. I, I hope so. Probably. Yeah. They're another team who last year we were saying like these guys really ought to be trying to make more moves. And uh it feels like like they're reaching critical mask. Mat critical mask. <laughs> Dishwasher. Uh, Siakam yeah. is not a max player. I'm I'm convinced at this point. I don't yeah. think he's a max player. Yeah, he's like the third best defender on your team and the fourth best offensive. <clears throat> he's like the fourth option. <laughs> I for sure think he can be the best defender on your team. Yeah, yeah. I was just being yeah mean a little bit no. <laughs> mean. Yeah. Let's hope he never makes an all-star team again. You know, that that would really... Uh, all right. Again? No, again. it's too late. It's, it's too late now. <laughs> the ship has sailed. <laughs> we, we all had them around five or six last year, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're you know, 112. I think I had then, them at eight last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But just what a drop for them. 
just changed so quick. I mean, they were the champions two, what, two years ago? It turns out losing Kawhi Leonard is bad for your uh, record. Yeah. So uh, those eight-ish seed Clippers picks, maybe we we should be very confident about. Yeah, I don't I don't know. There's not a lot to love in Toronto. Um, we're like there's there's like one more. Yeah, so eleven Washington. We've talked enough about them. Theoretically interesting, not practically interesting. Uh, who do you guys have at eleven? The Hornets. I have Cleveland at eleven. Okay, wow, that's that's nice for Cleveland. Yeah, I think just having Markinen and Jared Allen in their starting five is good for a few extra wins in the regular season. Gosh, it it's, could be pretty sweet. It's it's defense and shooting. I yeah. do love both of those things. It could be pretty sweet. I hope you're right, dude. I, I liked when the Cavs were on and, their tear in the early season last year. Sexton in a contract year. Whew. Can you imagine? I, I'm I'm not I'm about to not have to imagine. It's gonna be sweet. Uh Jerry, talk us through Charlotte. You have them missing the play in. I do. Uh and this is mostly on I'm skeptical of Gordon Hayward's health. Mm. He doesn't play many games anymore. Uh and if he misses thirty or forty games, they're gonna be bad. Yeah, I uh, I'm really hoping that Book Knight sees the floor a lot because I think that he'll do well with minutes. He's a rookie, you know. Oh, I'm not I... saying it's going to make him win a lot of games, though. I do have them as my ten seed. Um, yeah, I do too. Ten. Yeah, uh, I just think there's a lot of pretty good players. Uh, Bridges took a nice step as like a both an offensive playmaker and like a screen setter. He also, uh, he just had a really nice season last year. He's rounding out into the sort of the exact player you could have expected him to round out into, which is a pretty cool thing to see. Not quite an all-star, but he's like a tremendous role player. You'd love to have him on your team and probably love to have him as a starter. Uh, I think they're pretty well coached. I think they're deep, like too deep at guard. (laughs) which is uh, a bit of a shame, but... And they did move Graham, right? They did, yep. But even still. Yeah, it, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the season goes. I think they've got the potential to be, uh, yeah, really good. I also think LaMelo is legit and uh, could take a step this year. Plus a healthy Gordon Hayward, maybe, potentially. If Hayward's healthy, they'll outperform this. Yeah, yeah if Hayward's healthy, they'll be... Probably Much better. six, seven, eight range. Probably. Yep. I, I'm skeptical he will be, so I have him at 10. Jerry, who do you got at 10? I have the Wizards. I feel... Yeah. I, I hope that I hope that you're right and the Hornets are better than the Wizards. I, th- I think because the Wizards are stale. Yeah. Plus, we all know how much you um, hate one particular player on the Washington Wizards, so... Um, which, which oh, you don't out. even remember that you hate Danny Abdia. I, I, I remember now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's Denny Abdia doing? 
the, the opposite of love is not hate it's indifference uh yeah but jerry hates denny abdia shot uh 31 percent from three points five rebounds and assist on 23 minutes it's not it's not oh he only shot 64 percent from the line yeah hmm Looks like he's not really working out so Looks like far. he's a bust. <laughs> Just keep that tabbed. <laughs> uh, bookmark it. Make it the home page on my phone. <laughs> I could watch Jerry do that all night. Just watch him read aloud the stats of players he, he's not high on. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> curious. All right. Well, uh, those six teams I think are not particularly compelling. I think every other team in the East has a pretty compelling story this year. So this is where I'm starting to get really excited. Jerry, who do you have at number nine? All right. I'm sorry. Sorry, Phil. This is where I have the Knicks. Okay. That's fine. Plan. And... Uh... Yeah, I could see that. Jerry, why nine? Uh, I think that there was some mirage to what happened last year. Some flukiness. I think that... Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about Julius Randle. Um, I, I, I don't know if he's quite as good as he... like. I, I think that he had a career year. I think that that might be the best year of his career think that he might fall back down to earth a bit. Um, that's kind of my primary, like, concern. But also... You guys uh, also lost Reggie Bullock, and he, I yeah. think, was your best player. He was... <laughs> Frank Nelikino was our best player. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Holy shit. Did, that, did somebody really say that? Did somebody really say Reggie Bullock? He think they thought no, Reggie they, Bullock? They, they, the argument is that Reggie Bullock is like one of the best defenders in the league and the Knicks had the best defense. So they're going to be terrible at defense now. Okay. And Reggie Bullock was fine, but he's not like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't refer to him as like the glove, you know, he's not, he's not locking people up and embarrassing them. He's a solid one-on-one defender. Did you guys know that, the glove's son is in the league. Yeah. And yeah. his his nickname is the Mitten. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good in basketball GM, if you can get him. He's got like a high potential. When I found that out I was just very amused and <laughs> felt I had to share. Thank you. I really wish that uh I was higher on Davion Mitchell because he does have the best nickname in the NBA now. Spider? No, off night. What? Off night, because whoever he's oh, defending has an off night. Davion Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Not Donovan Mitchell. Not Donovan Mitchell. Got it. That's gonna be tough. <laughs> wow, they really should have. We should get both him and Book Knight on the same team. Off night and Book Knight. The. <laughs> Templar. The, the, the Knights of the Round Table. Yep. yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I think I think nine is fair for New York. It's lower than <clears throat> I have them, obviously, but I think that's fair. 
Phil, I just we're... think that there, there's like some reasons to expect some regression. Yeah. Uh, and also, I, I'm stubborn. I cannot allow myself to believe that Tibbs is a good coach yet. Well, well, I will agree with you that I think I wouldn't call it flukiness, but I think they way overachieved last year. Yeah. And, but I think the where I disagree with you completely is I don't, I don't think Julius Randle is. I don't think that season was an aberration. I'm that not sure. Is, I don't think. I don't know if that an aberration is not what I wanted to say that it was. I just don't know that he's like going to put up 25, 12, and 6 for the rest of his career, you know? Well, I think part of that is that he won't have to now yeah. because they actually put some offensive weapons around him and his life is going to be so much easier <laughs> not having to play alongside Alfred Payton. I cannot explain <laughs> to you how. He, he was so bad last year, Payton. Like it was playing four on five. It's a, it's amazing what Randall did having to play with him so much. I mean, it's it's actually crazy. Um, so I think, you know, Kemba. I don't. I'm not. I'm not expecting Kemba to come in and be an all star level player. But just having him as a stopgap instead of Alfred Payton is is automatically makes the team vastly improved. Yeah, I like. I like a lot of what the Knicks did in the off season too. I, I do. I I don't know. I just uh, this is this is a, a stubborn pick on my part. I I, I am well, loath to see a yeah. Tibbs team succeed. That's fair, and I think playing playing. It's really not fair, play. but I appreciate that you said it. <laughs> you no, know, but playing is a, because these, some of these other teams in the East did also get better. Yeah, the so East I'm is not, crazy. I, yeah, I'm not going to get upset at someone for you know picking some of these other teams over the Knicks. Um, but I think it's just, I don't think it was as fluky as everyone is, seems convinced it was because that defense is real and they didn't, yeah, sure. They lost, they lost Bullock and they lost Peyton and replaced him with Fournier and Kemba. But I think the gain on offense is going to matter more than the loss on defense for them. So that's what so I wanted I to talk to you about, Phil. Because, because like, for me, I was pretty gung ho that Tibbs had the best regular season as a head coach last year. Yeah, he played his guys a lot of minutes, but like the level to which he overachieved was pretty—I won't say unprecedented, but it was definitely not expected. It was pretty huge. Uh, but then they got to the playoffs, and it felt to me like their offense got completely and utterly exposed. Yeah, like the Hawks just absolutely bullied them into submission, uh, defensively and offensively. Honestly, I mean it was not it was not a close series. No. So my my worry with Tibbs is that <clears throat> Tibbs seems to always be one transcendent offensive player, team defense. That that's kind of like his model for success. So while Randall might not have to bear that offensive burden, Tibbs might have to make him like that just might be the only way Tibbs knows how to run an NBA offense. 
Yeah, but I think he's just not going to need that. He's not going to need to score that much, and I, I trust him more that he's shown the ability to be a distributor. Yeah, that he can actually like run run plays out of the high post, and he's gotten way better at that now. I think they'll have more shooting, so I think those. It's not crazy to think those numbers are going to go up, and his scoring is going to come down, which I'm totally fine with. But. Yes, it's the defensive, especially if, if Mitch and Nerlens are out for long periods of time. I think I would be worried about Julius long term, but they have so much depth on this team now. Yeah, um, and the East is just a bloodbath. Yeah, it's a bloodbath. But, but like if you pick Chicago over the Knicks, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. I can't argue with that. I don't personally have him over the Knicks, but um, who, who do you have at nine? Who do I have at nine? I have Chicago at nine. Okay. Yeah. I they they had the weirdest off season to me. Oh God, I loved their off season. I loved that they got Lonzo. I liked the Caruso pickup. The DeRozan trade was. I think maybe the worst trade of the the worst move of the off season. I think to give up to to give up Thad Young and did they give up a pick in that too? Yeah. Yep. And a pick for the privilege of paying Demar Derozan ninety million dollars. So, I I agree that I don't like the trade. But I do think it makes them better immediately. Like a lot better. I agree too, but I think that's they're gonna be this is this is a one year plan that are on right now, it feels like. When they traded for Vooch, we knew it was like a last season and this season was their timeline now. Which yeah, it's crazy. But I would you know, I could definitely see them humming and getting five or six seed as high as that but yeah, I, if, this, if this pat williams injury is you know bad um then nine might be a totally realistic outcome for them because uh they do not have a lot of gifted defenders on their on their basketball team but and i also i just had all of my playing guys I, I picked four teams for the plan and i didn't really like I put the Knicks at the top because I have to. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I really liked their off season. The DeRozan move at first made me sort of sick to my stomach. Cause I thought it meant they were trading Levine because they're like DeRozan's just a worse version of Zach Levine. Uh, but it seems like they're not doing that and they're committed to just having like rangy uh offensively gifted players who can all ball handle and playing five of them together all at the same time which could be pretty amazing offensively defensively i think it'll be a train wreck yeah i think i think that's probably true they did get like lonzo ball is not a slouch on defense no he's they did good get... They did get Caruso too, who's not bad. 
Caruso is also a really exceptional pick and roll runner. Like yep. he's he's really I I the Caruso I I can't believe somebody else didn't snatch him up because he got the yeah. he got the mid level. It's insane. Yep. And I think Levine also he's improved on defense basically every year. It's true. Uh, so with those three, like DeRozan's really bad, but yeah, I think that their defense is going to be better than it was last year. Yep. Uh, I have Indiana at nine. I'm shocked to be the lowest on Indiana this year, but uh, I think that they're going to probably not see tj warren back given the update about his his injury apparently it's not progressing and he's got to be reevaluated come i think november so probably without tj warren again brogdon's always an injury risk but if he's healthy he's he's lightning uh and then we're just we're seeing the limitations of turner sabonis and frankly, it's just that the rest of the East is really good. It's a bloodbath. I think Indiana yeah. is a good team, but the East is just crazy. The Carlisle thing will be helpful. You know, I, I I don't know. I like Indiana. I just I can't put them higher than nine. I like yeah, Indiana I to- too. I, I toyed with putting them a lot higher based on Carlisle because I liked I liked I liked the the look of that roster on the page with the name Carlisle at the top. But yeah, I think there's just too many, too many injury concerns with that team. Yeah. And they don't have a ton of depth. I, I don't see them as having a ton of depth, but see, I really disagree with that. I maybe their depth is a little bit different than other kinds of depth, I guess, but it's like a really shallow their... kind of depth, you know, it's like, no, no, like legitimately like, they go they don't go as deep as other teams do but all eight of their players are very very good yeah yeah they have a seven man rotation that's very good yeah if everybody's healthy their nine man rotation is not as impressive right but honestly that feels true for a lot of the east teams it feels like there's a lot of seven heavy east teams like chicago feels that way yeah I mean, unless you trust, like, Kobe White. I just don't even know if Kobe White's healthy yet. Yeah. Uh, Who do you guys have at eight? Phil, why don't you go? I have Indiana here. Okay. Um, I'm wavering. (laughs) I had the Bulls here. Um but I kind of want to just put Indiana here after thinking about it more. But whatever. I had the Bulls here. Okay. Bulls at eight. Yep. I think that I'm probably, this is probably a little too low. I think the Bulls are going to be better than this actually, but yeah, that's what I wrote down. So, all right, cool. Uh, I have, man, I'm, I'm hot taken here. This is tough. I have Boston at eight. That is, Ooh, okay. that is a hot take. Yeah. Interesting. I don't so, I don't think they have a primary ball handler, which is important in the NBA. I don't think they have a defensive capacity, which is important in the NBA. I don't defensive think, capacity? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Uh I don't think that when they 
play defense, they're going to be able to uh, adjust to much. Like, I think Tatum and Brown are both adept defenders. I think Tatum has the potential to be an incredible defender. And then beyond that, I just, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't understand your distaste for Marcus Smart. It's not a distaste. I just don't think that he's as... You don't like Schroeder? Or just, sorry, Hank Schrader? Hank Schrader? Asak Schrader? Yeah. uh, I don't have a distaste for Marcus Smart. Look, the, the... the Celtics weren't even willing to offer Marcus Smart very much money. Like, Marcus Smart just isn't as good as the reputation that he had three years ago. Okay. And that's that's okay. He's still a productive player, but he's size-limited, so he can't defend much bigger players in the way that, like, a Drew Holiday can. He's offensively nothing except for like a four minute stretch every game where he's like incredible. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that he's, uh, he's a, he's a little like Pat Bev where he's just kind of a dumbass. So like he does stupid things that hurt his team in critical moments. I mean, he also does things that hugely help his team in critical moments. Yeah. So does Pat Bev. I guess. I don't know, I, I'm surprised to hear that because I've always kind of thought of. I don't watch that many Boston Celtics games anymore, um, but I had always sort of seen uh, him. I, it always seemed like that always came up on and to his benefit, actually. Well, when the Celtics like, were winning every game they played, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty hard for him to ruin games. You know, the Celtics were looking like they were going to be a dynasty there for a little while. And then obviously that fell apart. Yeah. Yeah, it did. But like they lack shooting. They lack an inferior, an interior defensive presence. Al Horford. Yeah. Steven said that he's the one who's going to anchor their defense. It's just like... He's never really been a defensive anchor. No. But he's a good defensive player. He has been a good has defensive player. He has been a good defensive player in the past. He's old now. He's old. But... Yeah, I don't know. It it feels wrong, because I think... I think Tatum is better than Julius Randle. I think he's... probably better than anyone... Miami has at this point in his career individually but I you know I just can't see I can't see this Boston team doing as well as some of these other teams it's definitely plausible that they do but I I don't know that I think it's likely yeah I just it's hard for me to imagine I just think that Tatum and Brown give you a very high floor I agree, but like, I don't know. I think New York is going to be significantly better defensively, um, and they'll you know grind out enough offense to be better. I think, like, you've got the you know whatever amalgamation of Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Miami, Atlanta. Like those guys are all, I think 
almost certainly better than Boston. And then, and there, also- are, then there are these guys, these teams that are near them, like Chicago and New York. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think Chicago will be better offensively. I, I also think that uh, their defense is almost certainly going to improve now that Kemba Walker isn't on the team. Who who dribbles for them? I think it's going to be Schroeder. I mean, right? it's, it's got to be Jalen Brown. Yeah. It's got to be Jalen Brown. Do so you think Schroeder's coming off the bench? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be Brown. I was, I was assuming they were going to go Horford, Tatum, Brown, Smart, Smart. Schroeder. Ugh. So, I mean, I've, I've got the Celtics at four, which is probably too high. Whew. But, uh, well, I, I want I want to hear about that once we get up in that echelon. I'm okay. I'm way lower on Boston. It turns out. Well, I mean, I just I. Okay. Well, we, who, who we, do you have at eight? The Bulls, but probably should be the Pacers. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, we covered that. Uh, so are we on seven here? Yeah. That's where I have the Knicks. Yeah, I have them here too. The Sixers. Ooh, baby. Hot takes. All right, Jerry. Walk us through it. Uh, This is going to be a sad, dysfunctional march to the playoffs. They're going to have a, a, a terrible, terrible locker room. It's going to be unpleasant for everyone involved. Uh, And I think it... I think that they're going to lose games because of it. Embiid is great. Embiid usually misses some time every every year. Now they don't have Ben Simmons, which well, they do have Ben Simmons, but but do they really? Uh Yeah, I just uh I think that this is going to be miserable for everyone involved and I, misery breeds bad play. So he re- he reported, right? He did to collect his check. Yep. And so he's going to start the practice team and stuff. Did Doc's you hear the press way conference? he? Re- did you hear the way he reported? No. Yeah, he just showed up. He showed up. He didn't tell anyone. He just he showed Rich up. Paul. Rich Paul didn't tell the team. He just yeah. showed up, and the, somebody got a text saying Ben Simmons is outside of the building right now. He just showed up. <laughs> He's a crazy person. Also, I think Rich Paul too, though is there's he's got some issues with the Sixers that have been going back for a while. I mean that this whole I don't know if you guys are familiar with this the Nerlens Noel yeah. lawsuit where you know he he turned down that Dallas money, so that's on him. But apparently, when he was in Oklahoma City. For, for anyone listening who doesn't know, Rich Paul just would not answer the phone when the yeah. Sixers were trying to call and sign him. Rich Paul low-key low sucks. And co- costs Nerlens probably tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so this certainly is not going to help that <laughs> that case. I don't know if they can use this, this new evidence, <laughs> but... 
everyone involved in this is uh looks dumb yeah i mean this is why you don't hire doc rivers to be your head coach he will make you your locker just... room into a soap opera it's so refreshing to have three Atlantic division rivals have this crazy drama going on. And the Knicks are just. Yeah. You're fine. The grindstone. They, they can't even come up. They can't even come up with, they have to, they have to complain about. I think Bill Simmons the other day said he was giving them shit for signing Taj Gibson to like $2 million. Like if, if that's all they can come up with to hate on the Knicks off season. We're, we're, we're on the right track. Yeah, you're doing fine. Yeah, I think that's way too low for Philadelphia. But uh, I'll... Uh... Oh, I agree that it's too low. <laughs> but, but it's where I am spiritually. I see, I see. Phil, who's your... Oh, you you also have the Knicks, right? Yeah, I, th- I think this is... I think they could end up being better than this, especially if a team like Philly... If... Simmons gets traded and Bede gets hurt. If my if Miami, you know, Butler gets hurt and Lowry's dead, um, <laughs> I could see them moving up a few spots. But this would be I I mean this would be a huge win for me as a Knicks fan if they got the seventh seed. I know it's three seeds lower, but I think they're a better team. They have a lot of young pieces that are that should improve. Like I have faith in RJ, I have faith in Mitch uh, quickly, and I think I actually think Toppin's going to have a big year this year. He looks looks a lot more confident, uh, albeit in preseason, but I think he's going to have a real role, and they're just going to get better internally, which is not something that's easy to account for from someone who's not watching, you know, people that aren't watching the Knicks as much as I do, which is too much. It's an unhealthy <laughs> amount. But, but yeah, I think seven's it's, it's probably about right. I like the Knicks a lot. I like their team. I think they're well-constructed. I think they'll be relatively well-coached. Uh, the East is a bloodbath. Yeah. But I will say they, they do this. Their depth is definitely going to, I've said it before, but Maybe besides Brooklyn and Atlanta, I think New York is probably the deepest team besides those two in the East. You guys got Deuce McBride, too. Deuce. I'm also – Jericho Sims is randomly playing like 25 minutes a game yeah. every season, which just makes me think that they know Nerlens is out for a long time or something, and they haven't announced it yet. But I also like Gr- Quentin Grimes looks good. He's – He's great at that three-point line shuffle. You know that his his footwork on the on the perimeter is great. He's got the footwork of looks, a guard. Yeah, he's he's. It's just it's it's rare to see a rookie have yeah. that that kind of foot speed on them. Does he like to do like the you know the, the dirty work on defense? Does he like to get in there and you know bang and bang? Does he does like he to do, bang the heavy fellas? Does he does he do the gritty? you know, grimy stuff to really get the... Does he get his hands dirty, banging? Yeah. Yeah. Gets down there in the muck. That's right. Rolls I, around. I, I think they all look... 
they all look solid. So, so we're in. Poor Tibbs, can't play rookies. I'm stoked to see Toppin get some uh, get some runway. I I really like that kid. So we are in the uh, we're in the playoff picture now. The full on legitimate playoffs. I have Chicago as my sixth seed. I've already talked about why I think they'll be successful. I th- have talked about why I don't think they're quite on the same tier as the the big five teams. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't need to belabor the point. Jerry, who do you got at six? Uh, so this is where I, I probably also should have put the Bulls here, but I put the Pacers here for some reason. Um, <laughs> the the Pacers were sort of like a a really dysfunctional coaching team last year. There was lots of angst going on. TJ Warren wanted to be traded because he didn't want to play for Nate Bjorkren. Warren's hurt, which I kind of forgot about um, when I made this uh, this pick, which makes the pick much worse. But Carlisle is a, a goddamn wizard. Um, and I think that he... He's a little bit uh, prickly, but his uh, his record speaks for himself, and I'm, I think people would be that these players would be willing to buy in, which uh, I think would make means that they'll be a lot better than they were last year. Uh, also, I wanted to be petty and put someone ahead of the Sixers that didn't deserve it. <laughs> Hard to disagree like with any of that. Yeah, uh, Phil, who do so, you got at six? I have Miami at six. The first Miami uh, sighting. And they were your one seed last year. That's right. They should have traded for James Harden. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like, I, I still like Tyler this team. Hero. I still like this team. I love Kyle Lowry, but he's very old. I just think they're going to, they're going to get hammered by injuries this year it's gonna be rough I, I wish i wish the best for jimmy and the gang but i think i think the window for this team is closed unfortunately unless they can flip tyler hero into like you know luka Doncic or something <laughs> yeah if they could trade tyler hero for luka Doncic, that would i think we can all agree be a moderate improvement well, he said he's on par with – he wants to be mentioned in the same – he said that today, I think, that he wants to be mentioned in the same category as Luca, Giannis – or Giannis and uh, – who else did he mention? Oh, Zion. Yeah. Those three players are not in the same echelon as each other and also not in the same echelon as Tyler Hero. I mean, he's obviously, another... Tyler Hero is way better. Yeah. I mean, they turned down Harden. I, you know, look, I, I'm, I try not to be a braggadocious jerk face on this program, but I'm going to be one right now. Uh, I said during the playoffs that Tyler Hero was about to be extremely overrated, and Miami yeah. should trade him for a superstar because some team would be dumb enough to do it. And then that happened, and Miami was dumb enough to think, "Nah, Tyler Hero's going to give us a better championship window." Then James Harden. 
Look, look, Matt, I get that your brand is to be right early and often, but you don't have to, like, stick to it so, so <laughs> passionately. All right. I appreciate that, Jerry. That's that unironically, I think, is the nicest thing you've said to me on this program. <laughs> uh man yeah okay I, i'm much higher on miami but you're right if there's any sort of injury trouble this team could fall apart quickly and they have lots of players on their team with injury history and with a lot of miles on their tires yeah and they don't have that they still have bam and tyler hero and duncan robinson now being paid 100 million dollars good job they don't have they don't have those sneaky young pieces they did anymore with precious and none both gone so i know i know but it's just there's i don't know what they don't have any other moves to make this team it's true i don't i think this is really as bet as good as they're going to get and Which is going to make it even more painful when they trade Tyler Hero for Carl Anthony Towns next offseason. You shut your mouth, sir. Oh, God. That. That, that hurts me. Please don't. Why do, you, why do you do this to yourself, Jerry? <laughs> Forget himself. Why does he do this to me, Phil? Because <laughs> you dragged him into this. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Vey. all right well so i'm i'm not going to spoil uh my miami take but i will say i think their ceiling is title contender this season okay uh jerry who do you have at six uh the pacers i think oh yeah that, i'm uh... so sorry I, I i it's impossible for me to remember these picks because they're so insane so you know it's like it's pretty wacky well, the Pacers are also just so forgettable that they're hard to keep in your mind. <laughs> oh, man. So now we've got the state of Utah and Indiana committed to ending this podcast. Hey, man, both my parents are from Indiana, so. Fly over country. I get I get to make fun of them for it because I'm... That's what David know, always second, says. Second generation. what he always says. That was a good Dave impression. Uh Okay. I have the Atlanta Hawks at five, and it hurts me to put them at five because I want to put them higher. I did put them higher. I did. Well, yeah, because you put Philadelphia at seven. Yeah, I did. So, Phil, who do you have at five? I'm I'm proud of that pick. (laughs) I have Philly at five. Okay. Similar to the reasons Jerry gave, I just... This is going to be a circus. No one's going to be happy there until he's gone. And I think Maury is stubborn enough to keep him like way too long. <laughs> at he's... first, I thought. At first, I thought. You know, I, I last year when Harden demanded the trade, he showed up and they said they were going to play hardball, and they were willing to let it get uncomfortable. And they, they very quickly realized, like, okay, I think it was like six weeks. And then he was gone. I think Maury. <laughs> Maury will wait three years. More, I think Maury would if it meant preserving this like insane, stubborn. Uh, well, it's not maybe it's not insane if he gets more value out of him, but 
I, I think he's going to hold on to the very last minute to get as much as he can for him. So there's really only there's really only two ways I see this going, right? One, and I think this is the most likely, is that he doesn't get traded at all. He's just there for the whole season, and then they revisit it in the off season and try to find another suitor. Or two, the Wizards stumble and decide to trade Beal. And they decide that Ben Simmons is enough. And that they don't want to go full rebuild. But, I, honestly, I think that it's more likely that they would want draft capital than Ben Simmons. Yeah. I, Especially at sh- this point. They should want that. Oh. So those are the... Oh. Really? I don't think that they should want it. No. But I'm, I think I that they either. probably will. I'm saying they should want... You're saying they'd want Simmons or picks? I'm saying they should want Simmons. I think they should want Simmons, too. Simmons uh, is like I, a... I disagree, because I don't think Simmons would stay there. I mean, he's signed for four years. Well... Yeah, but do you think he'd be willing to, like, sit out a training camp <laughs> if he didn't want to be someplace, Jerry? And also, I mean, a training it, camp, more sure. to ask for more than just Beal? No. Yeah, I, I, I don't also think don't so. think so. I think I he'd think be willing it, to include stuff to get I think Beal. he's. I think he's wa- wants to... Maury is unwilling to trade for anything less than what he perceives would make his team a title contender. Yep. And he's, and, to be clear, that's a reasonable position. He's in Embiid's window now. You can't wait. Uh, and with that in mind, like, McCollum, that's the reason why it's like, okay, fine, I'll take McCollum if you give me all of your picks, too. Because, like, he doesn't actually want to trade for McCollum. He wants to trade for Beal or Lillard. And I think it's pretty clear at this point that it's not going to be Lillard. Maybe it's not clear. I, I think that Portland is going to be good enough, especially in a weak West, to stave that off. And I, the more that I look at it, the less likely it feels to me that a McCollum pit trade is a swap is going to happen. Just because Maury is a stubborn mule and Portland likes McCollum. Uh, so I think it, likes it, McCollum. Yep. So, so it's going to be Beal or it's going to be nobody, I think man i'm glad you called you called that out because uh i do think yeah i think maury is behaving rationally Uh, i don't know that i totally agree with some of the decisions um brogdon lavert and a first feels good pretty goddamn good risky though with those two i mean they're both injury prone but yeah are we calling lavert injury prone now I think he's been injured from his whole career. Say, uh... I think that's like his biggest problem besides his three-point shooting. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, he's never played more than 50 games in a... Well, that's not quite true, but it's close to true. He played 50, 57 games in his rookie year, 71 games in his sophomore year, and since then he's never played more than 50. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's just an injuries thing. But Maury shouldn't be willing to accept picks for Simmons. He should be trying to get a guy who can win a title with Joel Embiid. 
Yeah, I think I think that's oh, true. I meant I wasn't talking about trading Simmons for picks. I was talking about Beal. Mm. Trading Beal for picks. I see. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and alternatively, like I think Simmons is still a really spectacular piece. I think the likelihood that any pick you get from Philadelphia will ever turn into a player of Ben Simmons's caliber is very low. Yeah, the question there is like is four years to build a good team around? Is four years enough time? Yes. Yeah. It's a tough question, but like if this is why I was well, this is why I was like, so adamant that the Rockets should do it cuz I like yeah. I think they could have drafted one of the three best players in this year's draft and had Ben Simmons on their team. Well, it's the West just got a lot weaker. Yep. And the East got a lot stronger. Yeah. So the, the, um, the which is which is a reason why you might want to get picks rather than Ben right. Simmons if you're in right. the East too cuz yep. right now the East looks like it's going to be a bloodbath for a while. Yep. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I'm I'm maybe too sold on Simmons uh, because of timeline issues. But if you're if you're to be clear, I would still want Simmons because I'm crazy. Yeah. But... Well, no. If if you have a second player who you think might become a superstar level player, you should just get Simmons. Washington doesn't have that. Right. Yeah, they're too far from a any sort of success. By just swapping out Beal first, Simmons on that team is not like they're not all of a sudden a title yeah. contender. It's it's true, but if if the Wizards are like the twelve seed going into you know G- late January All Star break season, then I think you can trade for Ben Simmons and have a pretty good shot at a good pick. Now that's probably not going to really be enough. Don't they owe their the- pick? for the Westbrook trade. Oh Jesus, do they? They trade I think they traded Wall with a pick for Westbrook. Well then that changes everything. <laughs> if that's the I case. think I think it's protected, but I can't I can't remember what year it is. Yikes. Oof ta <laughs> It doesn't look good for some teams. Let's put it that way. I have no idea. Okay, yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to talk about first pick or first round draft pick trading philosophies. But it does seem really crazy to me that a team like the Wizards would be willing to give one up to get someone like Russell Westbrook. Like, unless you're adding a piece that will open you a title window, don't give up your first round picks. I Minnesota. Can just, I can just feel the subtweet to the Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, Minnesota. apparently, the only guy that wanted to give up picks in the front office was Gerson Rosas. <laughs> like he overwrote his whole team. Hey, great! So at least he's out of here now. He is gone. Uh, Jerry, who do you have at five? Is this your Me? Miami? Yeah, this is my yeah. Miami pick. Yeah, I think that's fair. What do you see their ceiling as? A title contender, okay. if uh, if dang. Jimmy Butler, if Jimmy Butler's healthy and Kyle Lowry still has another year, I think that they have enough uh, shooting and defense and great coaching. So they're a little shallow. They are but... shallow. Well, oh, hold on though. Unless Victor, unless Victor rises but... like a phoenix. <laughs> 
I don't think that Victor's going to rise. Victor? Victor Oladipo. Uh, Who do you have at four, Jerry? Is this where you had Boston? This is where I had Boston. God damn, that's so high. Talk talk me through it. It is high. Uh, I just really like Jalen Green. Jalen Green is a great player. Jalen <laughs> Jalen Brown? Jalen Red. <laughs> Which color is it? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> it is the color of shit. Yeah, that's how you remember. Uh and Tatum. I like Brown and Tatum yeah. a lot. Um and I think that as long as you have those two guys and reasonable basketball players on your team, you're not gonna do worse than like the fifth or sixth seed. And I actually think that Al Horford is good enough to Anchor the defense. Not anchor the defense, but Sorry, make it healthier. Play yeah. defense. Yep. Man. Okay. I I uh I hope you're right, because I, I really do respect Brown and Tatum's games. I think they're really good. And I'd love to watch them play well in the playoffs again. I just don't think it's going to happen. Losing Stevens as a coach, like maybe it's a good thing because the locker room inexplicably lost total faith in him last season. Yeah. But like they kept him as their GM. Yeah, that's that's bizarre. That is a, an interesting angle that I hadn't really thought about. Yeah. But I think that just having a coaching change, hopefully, Udoka seems like a good coach. So... I don't know. Maybe that's Indeed. enough to get them, get them, give them a new start. Well, there was like a really serious racial component to all that too, right? That yeah. is, that was heavily rumored. Yeah. And, and afterwards, I think Jalen Brown came out and said it was important that we hired a black coach. So I think that might help too. Yeah. Almost certainly it will. Especially, if especially if, if like, if Steven still has some influence on like what we're running. Maybe I didn't, Maybe I didn't say clearly enough what I was trying to say. What I'm saying is the fact that Stevens is gone probably winds up being a good thing, which is confusing because he's a good head coach. But the fact that he's still a member of the organization might maintain some of that same weirdness. That's true. That's true. That's all I'm trying to say. I I wasn't, I, I think it is a reasonable expectation that given that the locker room abandoned Stevens, that like getting rid of him will help the team play better he's just still there though he's gonna be signing all of their paychecks now like it seems weird yeah that's a good point yeah there is some definitely some oddness going on there but uh they're both so good and they're both wings it's like you can't you can't get better than that and if Jalen Brown has taken a step as a ball handler which it seemed like was the last thing that he needed to add to his game. And he took some steps in that direction last season. Like, F&A I mean, they're, 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 really both, they're both still young, too. Like, it's true. They're probably both growing still. I... Hard to say. Yeah. Hard to say. But, yeah, they're, I mean, they're awesome players. This Boston team has a, a huge range of outcomes in my mind. I could see them missing the playoffs, like. Uh, see, I can't. I'm not there. I mean, like maybe, maybe I could see them losing the play-in tournament. I guess. Oh, that—that's what I mean. Like not not going into the uh, 
yeah, you're right. I should have specified not going into the uh, multi-game series because, like, yeah, it's totally plausible to me that one of you know Indiana or Charlotte has a good game and knocks Boston out. Yeah. Anyway, for my four seed, I have Philadelphia. So I'm surprised that I'm the highest on them uh, of the three of us. I actually, I've been kind of holding my tongue while you guys talk about this. I actually don't think that it'll be that big of a problem. I I think that it's maybe a little bit overblown. Uh, If Simmons isn't there, I think they'll still be a very good team. They have Seth Curry, who I, you guys know, I really believe in as a player. Uh, I think that he can actually act as a point guard and be just fine for them uh, as a distributor. I like some of their other um, just, you know, solidifying their wing rotation. And I love Joel Embiid. I think he's sensational. They have Andre Drummond as a backup center. That's great. Yeah. So I like everything you just said. Uh and you're 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 right, but here let me here here's the reason why I think you're wrong. Uh, if everything that you just everything you just said is true, and if they were in any city other than Philadelphia, I would agree <laughs> with you completely. But they're going to start the the crowd is going to start throwing batteries at the players. You think the crowd will throw at, batteries at players not named Ben Simmons? No, they'll throw batteries at Ben Simmons. Yeah, but but Ben Simmons just won't play for them. Like, he'll be on their team and he won't play. Yeah, I, 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 it's just, I think it's going to be ugly as hell. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think they're going to try to make him play. <laughs> I hope they do. I hope he gets booed by Philadelphia. That'd be fun to watch. It'll be dangerous. It might be dangerous. Yeah. And can we also, can we stop this charade, Matt? We know you picked them this high because of Andre Drummond. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a charade. I admitted it. This is like... Up front. Look, Andre Drummond is my why can't I quit you player. Every... It's funny too because everyone everyone else in the world talks about him like he is the he's garbage. Yeah. This guy is such a disappointment. Who kills for money. Yeah. No, I'm Wiggles. <laughs> oh, boy. I I think that Andre Drummond has become underrated. Everybody's out there talking like he's never actually had impact, which is incorrect. <clears throat> yeah, it didn't work on the Lakers. It turns out that LeBron and AD might need spacing and to be healthy. I mean, they don't seem to think that they do. Yeah, a lot of teams remember keep when, thinking they don't need spacing. Remember when hasn't, on this podcast for any... we were talking about trading him for first-round picks and stuff? Yep. And he just got bought. Did he get bought out or waived last year? Waived. Waived. Yeah. And then signs the, the minimum to back up Joel Embiid. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I was wrong. I can't quit Andre Drummond. The potential's there. He has a unique skill set. Somebody should put it to good use. But 
Well, they don't need Ben Simmons. They've got ball handler, seven foot. Andre Drummond. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Honestly, the Wolves should have signed him. Yeah. And had some lineups where they play Andre Drummond's center and Towns at power forward. Defensively, that would have been. It would have been bad. Nightmarish. But they would have rebounded every damn basketball. It's true. Yeah. You would never have failed to score on a trip down the court. Uh, yeah. So, Phil, who's four for you? I have Boston here, too. Boston. Wow. You're both Boston at four. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they made the, you know, they made the Western Conference Finals the year before last. I just, I don't think, I don't, I don't think they're ready to fall off a hill yet, but, and with. How did they Miami, make the Western Conference Finals? I'm sorry. They made the Eastern Conference Finals. That would have been uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, we need with, seating. We need playoff seating, damn it. We do. With Philly and Miami, I just, I think Philly's weird to me, and Miami's getting older. I just think Boston, as much as I don't love what's going on there, I still think they have enough talent to, yeah, be, be the four seed. Now, if my brain doesn't deceive me, Jerry Sotak has the Atlanta Hawks as your three seed, ladies and gentlemen. I do. I do have the Atlanta Hawks as the three seed. I take everything back that I've said negatively about your lists. You have the best list. They are. They were on a war path after they got. Uh, after they <laughs> ditched Lloyd Pierce. <laughs> Lloyd Pierce into the, into the Siberian tundra. It was Siberia. And, that's what I heard, yeah. I think I heard they just dropped him off in a gulag and said, have a good day. <sighs> Lloyd, no. Um, That's pretty rough. Well, I mean, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I guess. Uh, And I see no reason. I, Collins clearly looked like he figured out some stuff in the playoffs, which I don't know. I try not to put too much stock in people figuring things out in the playoffs because it, you know, Tyler Hero happens. But I see no reason to suspect why they won't continue to destroy all comers, except for the Nets and the Bucks. They're so deep, it's insane. They have so many productive basketball players on their team. They have so many productive basketball players on their team that are really young. It's true. Cam Reddish is their ninth best player. And that are only likely to get better. Yeah. They're going to... and. I've always been a huge, uh, this is uh, going to be embarrassing because I'm going to gush about a coach whose name I can't remember, uh, Nate McMillan. Yeah. That guy's a really good coach. Yeah, he's awesome. I don't awesome. know why people don't keep him. Uh, so, yes, the Hawks are, I think, pretty clear to me a cut above all these other other teams. I mean, besides, like, maybe the Sixers, but the Sixers are also a parade of misery so i love it good job phil who do you have at three atlanta oh no i, I mean got, there's no other there's no other choice i got jobbed on my old podcast you've been punked i'm the lowest on atlanta uh-huh oh god no 
The bandwagon is strong. With oh this. no! This feels they're, impossible. They're doomed now. <laughs> now that Jerry and I are on the bandwagon, it's over. <laughs> how could you guys do this to me? They're really good, man. They're really yeah. good, man. Just wait till we get to my MVP pick. I mean, you're so like. Let's go through it, right? The Celtics have problems. There, there, there's some weirdness there. Yep. The Heat are old, like, and rickety. Who knows how good they're going to be? I think they'll be sure. Good. I, I think that if they're they're high, they're like high point is probably higher than the Hawks. Yeah. But I think it's unlikely they hit that high point. Yeah, the, that's true. The Sixers are a parade of sadness. Oh my God, you're right. Why didn't? Uh, why did I betray that, my my core values? The Bulls, the Knicks, the no, Pacers, yeah, we don't need to these, talk about them. Uh, so it's just the only teams that are clearly better than them are the Nets and the Bucks, and those are the two best teams in the NBA. And the Nets might lose Kyrie Irving for nothing. So. At that point, you're just like a good. I want a do-over. From... I want a do-over. I want a mulligan. Okay. Can we roll back? Do you guys mind if we re-record the episode? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Well, well, can we just do the West, the Eastern Conference? Just start really over now. We'll edit this. We'll edit this out. We'll yeah, this yeah, part yeah. out. <laughs> this whole three hours out. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about this. Welcome to the Three on Five podcast. My, uh... holy shit! You're right. You're right. I I was looking only at ceilings. But I should have been considering floors in the East. Atlanta should be my third pick. And in fact, I am going to do that. I'm going to bump Philly down to five. I'm going to bump Miami down to four. And I'm going to put Atlanta at three. Because you're going to bump mine up to two. How about that? You can do that if you'd like. Yeah. Congratulations. You played yourself. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. So I should still talk about Miami because I have them. Now at four. Because, yeah, it's got to be Atlanta at three. I don't know what I was doing. I'm the, I've am the. i been ranting and raving about how good this Hawks team is for, like, two years. I called them a top six team in the NBA while they were they on, are. like, an eight-game losing streak last year. I don't you know, were right. I know. I don't know what I – Jerry, I betrayed my values. That's what happened. And you've you've shown me the light, and for that I thank you. Just blame the dishwasher. That is what it is, honestly. Yep, that's that's 100% what it was. I was I was tired and frustrated, and I hadn't finalized my picks, so I just kind of did a rush job. But I'm Atlanta, typing it in at three. Uh, let's talk about Miami, who is now my four seed. I think their ceiling is spectacular. I think defensively, this could be like easily the best team in the NBA. If yep. everybody's locked in and bought in, Spolstra's probably my pick for the best head coach in the NBA. Agreed. Uh, I I just love I love everything that Eric Spolstra does and has ever done on basketball courts. He is so adept at using unique players in great ways. Kyle Lowry is a pretty unique player. I think he'll use him very well. I think if Jimmy Butler's healthy, he is a top 15 player in the NBA and I think Bam has the potential to be and if you can get all of that working for you I could see a universe where they're challenging Brooklyn and it's competitive 
Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. It just all seems... Yep. You're, you, you're, it all needs to go right. You're right. And Yep, that's that's the moonshot. You're right. But, Butler's 32 Yep, and has Tibbs miles on it and really didn't look very good last year. Lowry's he looked, 30... He looked fine while he was healthy. Lowry's 35, almost yeah. 36, uh, and he's only six feet tall. He's had a great career, but I don't know... He only played 46 games last year. Jerry, I, it's just... Jerry, what happened the last time you gave up on Kyle Lowry? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, why don't, why don't you tell the listeners what happened the last time he gave up on Kyle Lowry? I don't know what you're referring to. I'm referring is... to in, in fantasy basketball when you cut, bas- cut Kyle Lowry. Uh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> this was back when Kyle Lowry was in Houston. And he no, he was in Toronto still. No way. This oh, this yep. was pre-Toronto. No, no, he was in Toronto. It was right before they traded Rudy Gay. Really? Yep. Oh man, I could have sworn he was in Houston still. No, they traded Rudy Gay uh, a week so and a half after, or they, they after I dropped, I dropped him, uh, because he was the worst player on my team. Oh, you're right. He was in Toronto. At this and point. then. You picked him up immediately, and when you when I saw that you had picked him up, I just immediately was like, "This is, I, I'm." I couldn't I just, believe you dropped him. It was crazy. So then, um, immediately thereafter, like it, it was like it was like exactly a week later, the Toronto Raptors traded Drudy Gay, and Kyle Lowry became the third best point guard in the NBA in terms of fantasy production. And yep. I just wanted to like drink bleach. <laughs> So, Phil, if you ever want to get Jerry to tell a story when he doesn't want to, just say a detail that's wrong about it so that he has to correct you, and then he'll tell the whole story. No. It's a great trick. I hate you. <laughs> uh, you just manipulated me. You played me like a fiddle. You, sh- you can't use your powers for evil like that. Oh, that was that was the best fantasy sports move I've ever made. Just, <laughs> holy shit, that's Kyle Lowry. Why why is he on the waiver wire? I'm the number one on the waiver wire. That's good news. Jerry, didn't we meet in the finals that year? Let's let's just I no no stop. hold on because we did. We <laughs> we met in the this in the finals that year. Music. Please and stop. uh and what happened he's already dead <laughs> now correct me if i'm wrong but in <laughs> i'm not gonna do it i'm sorry we'll bring it plus, up next next plus, episode. plus then we have to think about what happened to our fantasy basketball league and that's gonna be unpleasant i like thinking about what happened to our fantasy basketball league it drives me okay it's you know how like 26 I don't because I miss playing fantasy basketball. It was fun. I also I we tried again last year and and it also sucked. And it also sucked. <laughs> yeah, we we got to we got to get a league of committed and kind humans to play uh to play fantasy basketball. The TOF fantasy basketball. That's right. I I really miss fantasy basketball. It's it's a spectacular game. But uh that that being said, I have Milwaukee at f- or Milwaukee Miami at four, as I like. That's how I came in prepared, ready to put them at four. Uh, because of course, for my three seed, I have the Jazz. 
the team I've been ranting and raving about for like two years, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Trey Young is finally getting recognition. It's way too late. I have no idea how people like Ben Simmons and Ryan Russo, or not Ben Simmons, Bill Sil- Bill Simmons and Ryan Russillo are still taken seriously. Oh, it's the Luka Doncic thing, right? Regardless, they they like for years said that they were watching Trey play games and that he just didn't have it at all and all of his shenanigans were stupid and they weren't helping the Hawks win and it was all nonsense. Trey's amazing. John Collins finally starting to get a little bit of respect around the league as well, which is another one that it was just astounding that people didn't see it. That one I, feels that one feels bad. I, bad it feels man. crazy to me. Halfway through the season last year, I was still hearing people say that he's a bad defender, that he's like a minus on defense. I was talking to a guy on Twitter and I was like, dude, we should trade. He was like, I wouldn't trade Malik Beasley in a first for john collins they're both like what trade one offense bad off or good offensive player with bad defense for another one and also lose a pick that just seems like a bad deal and i'm like dude that's just like no that's just not what it is (laughs) What, what, what are you talking about collins is an adept defender he is average to above average in most matchups and if the player is not heavier than he is he's a very good defender but, like, even if he were not a, a capable defender, he does so much more than just, like, be a competent offensive player. He's, true. he's a tremendous rebounder. He's a, he's a tremendous rebounder. He can space the floor. Inexplicably, he's, he can space yep. the floor. He he can, for he's the, some reason. He's the and best he's the lob best, threat in the, the NBA. He's the best lob threat in the NBA. He's the best downhill roller in the NBA. He's, like, he's a star. It's crazy. It, and... The most amazing thing about he might it, be, he might be a star with a lowercase s right now. Yeah, yeah. But like, he's still a star. I don't. You could think have had that guy gonna... for basically. You could have had that guy for basically nothing. I know it's insane. It's insane. It, so John Collins is like, I, I'm going to die on this hill too because like I loved him coming out of college. I couldn't believe that teams were passing him up. I couldn't believe when the Wolves passed him up. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Justin Patton. Yeah. Insane. Thank you, Tibbs. Anyway, he... He's on our summer league. <laughs> Tibbs is still... <laughs> he still, he still believes, believes in Patton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Patton goodness. injured his foot before he even played a game for the Timberwolves. And... <laughs> Never recovered. We don't need to talk about it. We drafted a center when we had Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Insane. Just the worst thing I've ever seen. And and Taj Gibson and Gorky Jang. And Gorky Jang. Insane. Yep. Garbage. Could have had John Collins. And then along the along the way, lots of people could have traded for John Collins as well. Like Yes. People have just been behind on the John Collins train. I don't get it. He does not get the respect that he deserves. Kevin Herter, spoiler alert, is my six man of the year pick. I think he's going to have an amazing. Oh, shoot. Are we doing those awards too? Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about those. That's fine. All right. That's, it's all good. You, you can just improvise. All right. It, we'll it'll do. be like everything else. 
<laughs> I'm sorry that I said that. You you reminded me that I loved Atlanta, and for that reason, I can't. I can no longer disparage you on this, no, this episode. Sorry, sorry. Right. Right. I uh, you're, you're right. I do improvise basically everything um, because I'm allergic to planning. Yeah, we know. Okay. Very zen of you. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You should write a self help book. Don't plan anything ever. Yep. The Minnesota Timberwolves story. <laughs> Goals I don't know. Writing, writing a self-help book sounds like it would take a lot of work and planning. I'm not yeah, sure that's if true. I'm going to do that. DeAndre Hunter is uh, very good. I think that he has a ceiling of like first-team All-NBA if things click. He can ball handle a little bit. He can pass a little bit. He's got the skill set of a really adept defender. I think he can shoot. I think he can score. He can be a complimentary ball handler. He can set screens. He can rebound. Like, he just does everything. He's amazing. Yeah, he's already good, and he's really young. Yep, and I know he's hurt, but I don't think the injury is supposed to be that bad. And then, like, they've got Bogey, who gives them depth and ball handling and passing, scoring, they have Gallo, which actually winds up working out pretty well because they like to play him at small forward. And, like, that just complements Colin's skill set pretty well. And honestly, like, you know, it, it it is a shame. It means Collins doesn't get to play as frequently. But the fit was better than I thought it would be. They're just a crazy deep, really good team. Cam Reddish might actually learn how to score at a rate above 40% this season, which would be pretty good because there's another guy who has the tools on defense that you'd really like to see in a starting caliber player i love the hawks i think they're supremely well coached and they have the best mindset of any team in the nba i think they're the most mentally strong team in the nba Uh, i think that the the miami heat are the most mentally strong team in the nba heat culture well i just i just watched the the heat like be dealt devastating blow after devastating blow in the playoffs and just not caring yeah ever now that was a couple years ago but that core is still intact so i think that trey young is like if jimmy butler had to deal with the things that Jimmy Butler had to deal with and were six feet tall. Okay. I just think the dude's a sociopath who feeds off of hatred. It's like, it's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's we, we, the, uh, the Trey young ground has been well covered on the podcast. All right. I'm we sorry. Know. I'm sorry. We know that Trey Young feeds on hatred. We've been talking about Atlanta for like 20 minutes. We can move we on. Should. Let's move on. All right. Uh, does everyone have Milwaukee as their two seed? Yeah. 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 Feels bad, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I did put an asterisk next to Brooklyn because of all the Kyrie news, but I think yeah. it doesn't even matter. Even if Kyrie doesn't ever play another game for the Brooklyn Nets again, I still have them as the one seed. So to be clear... If Kyrie doesn't play, I don't think Brooklyn will finish atop the East, but I still think they'll be the best team in the East. Sure. But, like, Durant and Harden will also rest. But Brooklyn's got a lot of depth. They've got a lot of... I mean, they have 
Kevin Durant, who is, in my estimation, the second best player in the NBA when Kawhi Leonard is healthy. And they have James Harden, who is a top 10 player in the NBA. It's like, it's astounding. Yep. They're really, really good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Milwaukee, on the other hand, lost P.J. Tucker, which wound up being a pretty important part of their title run. It turns out that if they want to go through Brooklyn, Giannis will have to guard Kevin Durant now the whole time. And that's tough. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to guard Kevin Durant. Um, I have not. But it it seems really difficult to do that. Uh, he, he did as about as good a job as anyone could do, though, I think. Giannis is, Giannis is good, but like they also need him on the offensive end. And yeah. they literally just said to PJ, like, look, you can fall over and take a nap on offense. You just have to guard Kevin Durant on defense. If Kevin Durant's sitting, you're sitting. If Kevin Durant's up at the scorer's table, you're up at the scorer's table. That's your only job, and they can't do that with Giannis. Now, on the other hand, Dante's back, and Dante is an important part of that team. They got Shemi, and maybe Shemi gives you some defensive versatility. He doesn't need to give you much, right? Just needs to give you some. Uh, Jordan Nwora's like the best player on the planet, if preseason is to be believed. Yeah, I don't know. The The Bucks could definitely repeat. I just like, man, the Nets are by far the best team in the NBA if Kyrie Irving's I mean, healthy. And if Kyrie if, Irving or uh, if Kyrie Irving is playing, and if Kyrie Irving's not playing, then I still think they're the best team in the NBA. Right. I, I think that if if Kyrie Irving doesn't play, of which I am skeptical, uh then the Nets are mortal. I, yeah. I think that I think that they could lose. I would still have them as the, like the favorite. Yep. Yeah, if Kyrie Irving plays, I don't know if they'll lose a game in the playoffs. No, they they might roll like lose one or two games here or there. But yeah, it's gonna uh, be an insane run. Did you I, guys this by the way earlier from Kyrie's camp that came out? What's no. up? Um, Multiple sources with direct knowledge of Irving's decision have told The Athletic that Irving is not anti-vaccine and that his stance is that he is upset that people are losing their jobs due to vaccine mandates. It's a stance that Irving has explained to close teammates. To him, this is about a grander fight than the one on the court, and Irving is challenging a perceived control of society and people's livelihood, according to source with knowledge of Irving's mindset. It is a decision that he believes he is capable of making given his current life dynamics. Kyrie wants to be a voice for the voiceless. Okay, so first of all... So that's all horseshit. 
But... First of all, I don't believe you. Yeah. I, I think that Kyrie Irving is anti-vax. Yeah. That's I not think... what the report is. <laughs> but, uh... but, that's also a softening. I know it's I know it's him trying to turn himself into a hero narratively, but it's also him not or like specifically saying like, oh, I for sure I'm open to getting the vaccine. Yeah, I, I'm for sure well, open he, to getting the vaccine. I just it's this other t- thing. He also tweeted out mm-hmm. earlier this summer like, take your mask off, mine's off, and then yeah. he had to walk that back saying, I was talking about like be yourself, not. Masks. Yep. He's he's a. Why would anyone think that? We've only been wearing them for two years now. He's a. I I think he's gonna take the vaccine. Yep. And I think he's gonna play for the Nets because I think he does not have the conviction to stand up for this. That oh yeah. Uh, no, Kyrie is a political nothing. It's like yep. astounding. Well, he for... chooses to stand up for something and then decides what it's for after he's already done right. It. Yeah, but also, but yeah, and also the thing that he's standing for is like stupid. Like, yep. But, but besides that, I don't think that he has the strength of conviction to go through with losing millions of dollars to stand up for something that he doesn't even really care about. Kyrie's only central conviction is that Kyrie Irving is really important and an artist. I don't disagree with that, as we've covered on this podcast many times. <laughs> yeah. I think that's totally is fair. It, is it riskier to just stand pat with this team and just ho- and hope that Kyrie is able to play? Or is it riskier to trade him and risk KD being upset and possibly He'll, get something? No one useful? will trade for him. No <laughs> one in the He'll, NBA. Who would trade He'll, for him? I, I, I bet I bet some people would trade for him. Who? Uh, any team that isn't in New York or San Francisco. Yeah. You think Milwaukee would trade for him? No. You know, but you think you, Atlanta would trade for him? No. You think Miami would trade for him? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. Really? You yeah. think the the team whose central slogan? Think, you yes, think the team whose central Florida... slogan? is Heat Culture wants Kyrie Irving on their team. As long as they don't have to give him Tyler Hero, though. <laughs> that is, that's a good one, That's Phil. very nice. funny. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> that's, I, Pat Riley is not trading for Kyrie Irving. Pat Riley cares about stars. Pat Riley cares about stars who are not, you know, Ringle Dinguses. I want to see that so bad. Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving in the same backcourt. <laughs> Me too, but it's not happening. Chicago. So I agree that it's unlikely that he gets traded. Cause, but like for a lot of reasons. Uh, most notably being that he's going to crumble within six weeks. Uh, but... I, I just like I, I'm sure that there's a team. I, let me think. I think I think a team like Sac that's just needs attention would do it. Sacramento, not, right, not for the right reasons, but I'll bet the Sixers would do it. Uh... <laughs> I'll bet. The, our, I'll bet the Knicks. Our, lock, I'll bet, our locker I'll bet room the is Knicks. already ruined. I'll bet, I'll bet the Knicks would do it. There's no way he spurned them. I'll bet the Knicks would do it. 
Phoenix isn't there's, doing it. Utah isn't no doing way it. The Lakers aren't doing it. Denver isn't doing it. Golden State isn't doing it. Dallas isn't doing it. Indiana? Indiana might, might do it. Clipper, the Clippers? There's no way the Clippers do it. Really? Yeah, I don't... I, number one, they like they can't. But even if they could, no, I, I don't think they do it. Uh, the Suns. Zero percent chance. The Suns trade. Chris Paul. He has the worst contract that I've seen (laughs) in basketball or Or anywhere anywhere uh, else. Yeah. After a finals run, they trade the mentor to their two young players for the Ringledingus King. The Ringledingus Kingus. Kingus Dingus. Back together again. The Mavs. The Mavs would do it for sure. I don't think so. Mark Cuban hates Kyrie Irving. Does he? Memphis doesn't do it. The actually the Wolves. The Wolves for sure should would do this. Never mind. It's the Wolves. The Wolves would do it. Shit. It's the Wolves. Toronto? The Pelicans would do it. Would the Pellies do it? Absolutely. I don't know. The Pellies the are Pelican. so afraid of losing Zion. Yeah, that's why they would do it. No, but you don't trade for Kyrie Irving if you are, like, trying to get your young star to be happy. No, because you got to win games. That's, like, the most important thing. <laughs> I, I don't but think, you, like I don't think his, you believe this. That's one of his worst <laughs> skills. <laughs> but you don't think the Pelicans would trade Brandon Ingram for Kyrie Irving? Zero percent chance. I think that they would do it. Mm-mm, no way. It gives them a ball handler. They would consider that. it, I think. Man. I, well, what do I know? They they just, you know, traded away Steven Adams, who's maybe the most important piece of that team last year. So, you know, it's... Why, why do you do this? <laughs> Look, man, you don't trade for Kyrie unless you're trying to contend right now and you have an established Pel- superstar the Pelican, the and you have an established superstar with whom Kyrie gets along I guess my initial question was if someone was willing to trade for him would you risk alienating KD you have to clear it with KD for sure but oh yeah I, I don't and I don't think KD clears it yeah <sighs> Kitty wants to win just a championship. Signed, he just signed an extension. Do you call his bluff and say, look, this guy, we can get something for this guy now. I know he's your buddy, but he's refusing to play because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, apparently Sean Marks was not willing to say that Irving wouldn't be a full participant without okays from Harden and Durant. So they have at least okayed this. I think this is all moot, though. Kyrie is not getting traded. No, no, he's, he's going to get vaccinated, yeah. and the Nets yeah. will win the. He's, he's going to he's going to crumple within six weeks. Yes. Kyrie Irving's only conviction is that he's neat. Yeah, and that he's a free thinker. Yeah. All right. So championship picks. I'm picking the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, the Nets win. Basically uncontested. 
Well, I'm going to pick the Bucks. God damn. I love it, Phil. Keep that same energy. Bucks over the Lakers. <sighs> That'd be pretty cool to see. Let's do the six awards. Uh, before we do that, we need a, a brief intermission. Um, Matt, I heard that you uh, were watching and enjoying Squid Game. Oh, that's true. I'm I very really proud like Squid, of, Squid Game. I'm very proud of you. This Why? shows immense character growth on your part. <laughs> Fuck you. Just, even just a year ago, if you had been watching the Squid Game, you would have been totally dismissal, dismissive. I like, would have been dismissal? You would have been dismissal. You would have been very dismissive and like, I can't believe people are watching this garbage. Oh my god, Or it's Squid Game. And I want you to know that I'm very proud that you're able to put aside the fact that it's like a global mega hit for a minute and just judge it and find and find that you enjoy it, even if it is something that everyone likes. Well, I, I want... for, for those deep fans of the podcast, you should know I'm, I'm in CA now. Um, that's Contrarians Anonymous. Um, and uh, it's been a hard journey, but I'm learning to uh, not control what I can't control. And uh, if people happen to think The Dark Knight Rises is really good, well, that's that's okay. So yeah, Squid Game's good. Watch it. All right, uh, yep. on to the, on to the picks. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> uh, I just finished Squid Game last night, actually. Me too. Oh, you did? I didn't know you'd yep. even started it. Yeah, I, I binge watched it in, uh, from about one thirty a.m. <laughs> until it was done. <laughs> what did you think of Squid Game? I thought the uh, spoilers. I thought the organ. Oh, hold on, wait, wait, just a spoilers. All right, what's up? I thought I thought the or- organ harvesting sub sub theme or sub plot was kind of like out of place and weird. Like, there's a there's an organ harvesting gang here. That that seems strange. I thought that the for hyper control freaks, they were the people in power were pretty loosey goosey with like letting their employees sort of wander around and especially since they were explicitly shown to be locked up after certain times. Well, remember, uh, they had the one dude who was operating the camera. Phil, have you seen the show? Is he, is he gone? No, I'm here. I just haven't seen it yet, so I oh, turned shit. my headphones off. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. good. We, we should stop discussing this. Yeah, uh, I agree. I yeah. tried to move on. You wanted to ask oh, me. Oh, my God. Let's go. On, on to the picks. You're already. in a mood Jeez. today. Jerry, who's your MVP pick? James Harden. Hamas Harden? Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Phil, who you got? It's got to be Trey Young, right? Oh. I thought about Trey, but I, I didn't, I didn't want to give you too much power. <laughs> Giannis, you think he's getting his third? Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll... He's... I think the narrative's going to shift back in his favor after winning the title. And I think they'll just look they'll look a lot calmer and more confident this season. So, yeah. 
That, I think that's a, a fine he's good pick. enough. He's good enough that he's always in the conversation anyway, so it doesn't feel like a crazy pick. But. Like I said at the end of last season, like I thought he deserved it anyway. I know that the numbers weren't quite there, but, you know, he was effectively the same guy. Uh, I have Luka Doncic. I think if the Dallas Mavericks are a top four seed in the West, Luka's going to win MVP. Where and did you I, have the Dallas Mavericks? I don't have them doing that. Uh, I have the Dallas Mavericks at the sixth seed. But you have him being MVP anyway. Well, that's the thing about hedging bets, Jerry, is you don't go all in uh, unless it's, you know, uh, a purple ring. Putting a couple hundred dollars on the Wolves. Mm-mm. That, that's not my recommendation. Uh no, I, I would stop that game. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I think it'll be Luca, uh, and if it's not Luca, I think it'll be Dame. I think he gets his MVP this year with Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Portland makes it into a top four seed, I think it's going to be Dame. And I think one of those guys will surprise me and uh and make it in i have them at six seven but like you know maybe the nuggets take a real step back um without murray and barton though i think barton is supposed to be healthy the lakers could totally bomb out like if ad misses any time i think the lebron westbrook lakers are not good nope not a playoff team so yeah dame sneaks into the four seed the narrative is strong. You can't give it to Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, the that's Net- why James Harden wins it. The Nets have three superstars, so you can't give it to one of them. James Harden isn't even the best player on his team. Yeah, but Kyrie Irving is not playing, so. Anyway, those are my picks. Who do you guys have for Coach of the Year? Monty. Money. Yeah. He's uh, good. He's good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go full Homer here. Chris Finch. Chris Finch wins. Wins coach of the year. I love that. Love that pick. I got Spolstra because I think the Heat will be good, and I think Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA. And Actually, I... I'm not gonna pick Chris Finch. I'm gonna pick Nate McMillan. Okay, Nate McMillan's a good a good choice too. My sneaky pick is Billy Donovan. If Chicago comes sure. together really well, I think Donovan's going to get a huge amount of noise. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. All right, friends. Uh, six man of the year. I have Kevin Herter. Uh, I had trouble with this one, but I, I put Caruso. Ooh. So I think they're going to be they're not they don't have a ton of depth and I think he's just going to play a ton for them so he's the, good. One, the one thing that would scare me is if Kobe comes back and takes a bunch of his minutes yeah Kobe White oh I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> not Kobe Bryant Jerry <laughs> I was like <laughs> what the hell man <laughs> oh I mean, when he came, when Kobe came back in Squid Game, I was like, I was pretty shocked about it, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 All right. 
Jerry, who do you have for six man of the year? Just say Jordan Clarkson, get it over with. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) We need to record video. The facial reactions that I am able to, like, wrench from you. The world needs to see them. They really don't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think it's going to be Herter. I think he's going to average like 16 points per game. I think the efficiency will be tremendous. I think the Hawks will be really good. Like like third in the East level good. And uh, yeah, I could see see Kevin Herter totally, totally getting it. Spock plugging. Depoy. Jerry, who you got for defensive player of the year? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know, um, say Anthony Davis. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Okay. Phil, who you got? Giannis. I'm a Giannis depoy as well. Yeah, I probably should have just said Giannis. Whatever, just go. Keep going. (laughs) You could say Jordan Clarkson. Most improved player. I got a spicy one for this one. I want to go last. So I just put a hawk. <laughs> Either Collins or DeAndre Hunter or Kevin Herter or whoever. Whoever uh, clicks. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Man, you know, I feel like I could have had a good answer to this one if I had put any thought into it at all. Uh <laughs> Never that, changed. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't sound like you though. <laughs> uh, Is that why you were whispering to the Give me yeah. <laughs> player of the year? Jerry's got a cat in his arms for the folks at home. Who's he's whispering to? It's true. Uh, let's go with um, Malik Monk. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a cool pick. I hope you're right, dude. I'm still riding the. I'm I'm alone on the Malik Monk bandwagon, so it'll be nice to have another attendee. I have for most improved player one Jaron Jackson Jr. It's happening, guys. We're getting to twenty points, seven rebounds, two assists. Wow, seven whole rebounds. That'd seven rebounds. He's gonna so he's gonna start rebounding. Does he know how to do it? Who's the coach there? You guys does are. Know, does the coach know assholes. how to rebound? <laughs> and how's he gonna do that with Stephen Adams playing next to him? You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. It's gonna be Jaron Jackson Jr., most improved player calling it right here and then jerry will finally have to admit that jaron jackson jr is a productive basketball player hey man like i said you're usually right early and often so but uh you know me love to love to scream about it until you're proven so uh rookie of the year i can't pick anybody but jalen green i don't even know if he'll win it but i like i've i've been ringing this gong for a couple of years now, I I want to see Jalen Green succeed, uh, and I yeah I'm I'm in Contrarians Anonymous, so it's it's nice that he went second. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, I think that Detroit probably has enough 
other pieces that Cade uh, doesn't quite get the full role. I mean, like, Green's going to be able to do whatever he wants, so. Who you got, Phil? Um, well, I, I knew nothing of this draft class, really, because the Knicks had a winning season for the first time in eight years, so I still don't really know anything about any of them that weren't drafted by the Knicks, and I feel like picking Cade is boring, and I can't pick Jalen Green. I just won't. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Duarte because I saw him play in the preseason, and he looks fine. I like Duarte. Yeah. And I think he'll actually play for that team. My sneaky pick for Rookie of the Year is uh, Josh Primo. For the Spurs? For the Spurs. I think my sneaky pick would be Scotty Barnes. Ooh. I like that. Because it looks like he can dribble and pass a little. Yeah. If he plays if he plays defense good on a bad team, he could uh he get some hype. That was my reasoning behind Isaac Okoro last year, who is my rookie of the year pick. Oh, he was my backup rookie of the year pick after Lamelo. Did Lamelo win? Yep. Yeah. Edwards is robbed. Yeah, Edwards had a really rough first half of the season. Yes, he did. He had a really good second half of the it's season. True. That's what you know. I wanted to say that when you were talking about Minnesota earlier, Jerry. If I don't even need Edwards to take a step, I think if Edwards can put together an entire season where he played like he did in the second half, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I, what I suspect will happen with Edwards is he'll take a step forward in some areas and then regress in others. Yeah, that's how it I think works. He's, yeah, I think he'll be a better defensive player this year and won't be a 25 points per game score. He'll probably some be somewhere in the high teens, I think. Sure. Will be my guess. Man, he's so incredible around the rim. I just I hope he's able to maintain that. I hope so, too. I just think that... Uh, He's not going to get as much opportunity as he probably should because he's probably the third option. Yeah. Right now. Okay, guys, that's uh, that's our season. We've done it. You don't even have to watch the NBA now because we just told you how it'd go. You heard it here first. So we're we're really providing a service here for uh, fans who really like looking at box scores of. For example, the Memphis Grizzlies, in order to, um, yeah, shit talk specific power forwards who might or might not play for that team. Saved them a lot of time. Yeah, I should probably save that tab too. Just a second. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope you do. He's going to do it. I believe it. This is the year. Come on, Jaron. Prove me right. All right. Uh, Phil, it's been a three-hour show with, uh, yeah, three and a quarter. Got any words for the folks at home? Stay tuned. We have whole season's worth of uh, really, really long, fun podcast for you to uh, listen to on the way to work or whatever it is you monsters do at home (laughs) 
Jerry, uh, any thoughts? No. For, okay. No. Yep. Thanks. Uh, good. Stay on brand. Praise Shay. You all have just the best day, and we'll be back next week with our Space Jam 2 review. Listen, listen carefully.